Hello, and welcome to Drunk Bitches in Politics, where bitches get drunk and talk politics. Woo! Woo! Hope everybody's doing good this Friday. Friday. Uh, yeah. Welcome our drunk delegates, to our current drunk delegates, and to our future drunk delegates. Thank you for joining us. Listen to all of our episodes 1 through 10. This mm-hmm. is episode 11. What the fuck is everybody drinking tonight? Wait, this is episode oh, 11? Oh. 11? Why oh, yeah, this? And, and because I'm so excited, I forgot to introduce everybody. <laughs> My co-hosts tonight are... I'm Ray. I'm Jen. I'm Mishy. And I'm Michelle, your host. Now you know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, always, always. Yeah. I always mess up that intro one way or another yeah. uh, but we're just doing one take tonight because we're ready to get going on some <laughs> shit yep. so Mishy what did we pre-game with so today we pre-gamed with a bottle from the motherland um, I went and searched specifically for an African wine I felt the rain down in Africa, Africa. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all really just did that we yeah. have an 80's pop reference yeah, uh, yeah. okay <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> I went in search of an African variety. Uh, this was a 2016 cab, and it's called Excelsior. Excelsior! I feel like... So you guys are going to do this the whole time, aren't you? <laughs> okay. It just... It's Excelsior. We're just excited. Just I love it. I love it. It's, it's, I we love haven't it seen each other in eight days. So Think long. about it. That's so oh my so god! Long. And I've had it's... an entire bottle of wine already, so <laughs> oh god, oh I am Jesus. ready to go. <laughs> ready, ready, ready. All right, so okay. This, this, <laughs> this wine is good. <laughs> this wine is good. I've had a bottle. At least it isn't fifty gallons this time. <laughs> Be aggressive. Be aggressive. aggressive. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Be aggressive. Passive aggressive. <laughs> Mitch is gonna kill him. We haven't even <laughs> had that much to drink. Oh my drink. god, we so haven't. It's just been a fucking week. Yeah, it's been, been a shit week. Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And go. I'm gonna reintroduce this bottle. Okay, mm-hmm. please do. We went. I went in search for an African variety. I really wanted an African wine in this Excelsior. Go ahead, let it out. <laughs> Excelsior. Too bad. Just a sad. Um, it's from South Africa. It's a 2016 mm. bottle. Um, coming in at a good 14% alcohol. It was really good. Sweet. Um, I really liked it because it's really dry, but it had like some sweetness to it that I really enjoyed. It's good. Um, yes. So Just like Mishy. She's so sweet. Very good. Mostly dry. <laughs> <laughs> Never dry. Oh, never. Oh my god, never. that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about your sense of humor. I just, you know, you know where me and Mishy's mind goes. I wanted, it, I, I wanted this corrected for the record. Uh, <laughs> and so it it had some sweetness to it. I don't know if you guys picked up on it because I know you guys had some that yeah. although it was dry, it had yes. some fruitiness to it that yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed to go with the dryness. And the grapes were grown. On the African soil, it was so delicious, and I'm really excited about this. The, this bottle actually, for an import, came in very cheap. It was under ten dollars. Um, oh, for a good import, and was really yeah. good wine. It didn't taste cheap at all. Um, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, that was our it's pregame like bottle. Like that meme where she's all like, "I taste notes and blah blah blah," and we're all like, "We're getting drunk." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I taste notes. I'm drunk. Like, well, this this one had plum flavors and plum. Oh. Notes. plum. 
very delicious. I like that. What one. you uh, what uh, what 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 you drinking, Jen? So I'll get I'll get the audience uh, our drunk delegates three guesses. The first two don't count. Guess what, what I'm drinking. <laughs> So tonight, look, here's here's the good news. I did not go to the 7-Eleven. Um, oh, the bar is so high here. I did. I raised the bar. I went to Kroger. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is actually one of, this is probably my favorite Moscato to drink. It is ca- uh, Castello del Poggio. Poggio? Poggio. Holy moly. She's destroying Castello. whatever I'm sorry. that is. It's P-O-G-G-I-O. And it's, um... It's top shelf. It's from Italy, and um, it's one of the better tasting wines. And it's actually, um, it's not, it's not ratchety kind of Moscato. Um, <laughs> but it's, which you're not opposed to drinking at times. I'm not opposed to drinking it, but sometimes I like to splurge and uh, get my my thirteen dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, put, I don't know how to say. What's that. the what's the alcohol percentage? But it's made in Italy. Oh. Um, it's only 7%. Mm. Uh, look at Brady just went, Brady, <laughs> <laughs> 7%. He's what like, what is this? What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, for uh, the translation, for uh-huh. those in our Italian lesson today, that means Knoll Castle. Like K-N-O-L-L. Like uh, the grassy knoll. Oh, okay. Knoll mm. Castle. Well, this is an authentic Italian... I thought that was your Boston accent going, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) This one is uh, an authentic Italian heritage. This delicate Moscato carries a sweet bouquet of musk, peach, honey, and white flowers. It pairs perfectly with savory barbecue, spicy dishes, pasta, salads, and guilt-free desserts. I don't know what a guilt-free dessert is. And And it pairs well with a candid smile. Vegan chocolate... Flourless cake. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I feel guilty if I had to eat. I don't feel guilty (laughs) when I eat any dessert. But (laughs) anyway, so yeah, that's what I'm drinking tonight. I'm one bottle in. Mm. I have another. (laughs) I'm so proud of the same thing. The same thing. Yeah. And And we have another. And now, and now, Mishy, what we about? What are we about to devour? Well, we're about to pop. (laughs) Pop that shit. Um, This is um, a Merlot from California by Cloudbreak Vineyards, and this comes in at a good and healthy 13% alcohol. Um, and we know we're, we're cab people here, but we were very adamant about trying something new. So we yeah, got a Merlot, just so we switch it up. Um, and of course, if our people who are listening, our drunk delegates have and brands and stuff they want to see us try. Tell us your favorites. Tell us your faves. We yeah. want to try them, um, yeah. on the pod. Comment, damn it. Yes, wine is intimidating. Yeah. Like, I have to walk around that and find stuff. On a Friday, out. it was lit. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's Mother's Day weekend, oh, so, yeah. There was a lady who was in front of us I think who bought, like, bought- 15 or yes. 20 bottles of wine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. where are you going? Because I don't go with you. That sounds like... <laughs> sounds You're like, like fuck the pod. Fuck the pod. I'm following you yeah. with 15 And it, let me tell you something about... <laughs> Total wine. Like, oh. on a Friday, you could have gone there and not bought a single thing and left trash desk. <laughs> there were so many tastings going on every corner. And all they were doing was encouraging you to go try this. We had moonshine. Butterscotch <gasps> moonshine. Oh. And you didn't bring any? Do you know what that's so good with in the wintertime? Because Beast and I did this. 
hot coffee. Just oh, like like steaming hot coffee yeah. and you put some freaking butterscotch moonshine or any kind of like flavored moonshine in that coffee and sit out in the cold if you got like a chimney or something. You oh. sound like you've been to my my dad's town mm. in Marshall, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. So, so Ray and I both tried it. The lady who was conducting the, the tasting was like, she puts it like on her bread pudding and like on her peach oh cobbler. And it tasted like a dessert. It was so good. But uh, we'll have note, to get that in Note for the winter pods. Yes. Moonshine on my peach cobbler. <gasps> We're gonna be so That's hammered like in winter category. <laughs> Moonshine on my peach cobbler. <laughs> oh, mercy! All right. Okay. All right. Let's get through this. So, yes, this is from uh, Clawbreak Vineyards. It's a Merlot, and it has notes of plum, blackberry, and cherry. And this variety is gonna tend to be very smooth and silky, and it's gonna be dry and it's gonna be full of flavor. So we're gonna go ahead and pop this. So, all right, y'all ready? Yep, Pop red that shit. I want to hear y'all scream, baby. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> be aggressive. Be aggressive. Glug, glug, you sis. <laughs> glug, Let's go, let's go. L E T S G O. That's Let me know how you guys feel about this. And Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Wine. Wine. Yeah, wine. I tried to smell it and do that thing. It smells like, like what? What aromas? Fruit. I just smell wine. <laughs> I smell wine. I hear. I smell um, notes of wine. Wine. I'm getting happy. I have a hint. I smell a hint of. This is. A hint of wine. You're right. And, there's there's definitely sense. plum. Come on, guys. We're just not good like that. When we you? open our DBPA <clears throat> vineyard, <laughs> not no more than wine. And you know what I like about just the show? It. After you take a sip, it has a little bite. Of wine. Of wine? Of wine. <laughs> you fucking bitches. <laughs> this is why we need live video, because visually, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> but do you taste the smoothness of it? I do. It's I a do. lot smoother than it the is. cap that we yeah. had. It's much silky wine. It's a silky wine. That means I would have had to, like, you know, actually put makeup on and fix my hair that's pulled this back in a ponytail. This is come as you are, Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. As, as you were. Mishy's trying to be, be. trying to be professional. Mishy's trying to be all wine connoisseur. <laughs> We're just trying to We're get drunk. To get she is a wine up. connoisseur. I'm just like, eh. whatever. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't buy the like five dollar wine anymore. I'm just trying. I, I, I moved up from that level. Yeah, unless it's on sale. We sometimes buy double digits. We're buy double yeah, digits. Yeah, I buy, sometimes always buy double digits. Yeah. I just this is a, the cab was not a double digit, but the cloud um, break. I'm just trying not to belch in the microphone. I mean, you want to be a connoisseur. I'm just... All right. So, um, first on today's topics would be the, I guess, I mean, it's not a revelation for any of us that Trump's tax returns were a fucking disaster. He's actually broke and, you know, never was never a billionaire or a billionaire on paper, whatever. Right? Yeah. Right. He's just a joke, financially. So, uh... <laughs> Right? So, yeah. I don't think I'm going to get any arguments. No. No <laughs> fights here. No fights yeah. here. So what, uh, Ray, Mishy, Jen, like who wants to, Mishy, you want to take the, or Ray, do you want to take the lead and just, just say like what, what's the, what was the, what was the biggest thing that stuck out to you? Is that by 1994, Donald Trump had lost $1.17 billion in just 10 years 
which is more money than nearly any other individual taxpayer, American taxpayer. What the actual fuck? <laughs> it's just, oh, y'all. And I have, I have a snippet here from the actual article that I wanted to read. I'd posted it on my Facebook and I thought it was super fucking awesome. I had a quote that I actually wanted to read that came straight out of the article that I thought was fucking awesome. Um, the, the article states that, in fact, year after year, Mr. Trump appears to have lost more money than nearly any other individual American taxpayer. The Times found when it compared his results with detailed information, um, the IRS compiles on an annual sam- sampling of high-income earners. His core business, his core business losses in 1990 in 1991, um, more than 250 million each year, were more than double those of the nearest taxpayers in the IRS information for those years. And I also saw that two cents out of every dollar that was lost mm-hmm. was him. Uh-huh. Like, how does he get a reputation of being such a great businessman, the art of the deal and all the way? It's the art of the conceal. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, because he has, well, I mean, let's just, he's a bully, for, first of all. And it's the TV show that gives people a false sense of like, this guy really has it together. He's in the yeah. boardroom. It's just a fucking show. Yeah, he's a con- well, he's a con the- man. He's he is the he's ultimate con, con man, man. Yeah. right? Because how how does time after I mean we during his uh, presidential run we heard time after time about how he had not paid people for their work. Mm-hmm. So yes. my question was like, well, then how do people continue to do work for him? Like if he he's if different he, people all the time. Well, yeah, I know, but it doesn't. But word travels. I mean, right. even in my yeah. industry and in your industry, right? Yeah. That we all work in. I mean. Like, we're travel. So if I'd heard that somebody hadn't been getting paid and I'm a contractor, I'm not going to go work for me. He can't get shit built if nobody wants to fucking right. build it. But time after time, people will do it because they want to be known as the person who built this Trump Tower, this mm-hmm. Trump Tower. Yeah, I remember right? somebody that had built um, pianos for, uh, it might have been either for the casinos mm-hmm. or the towers in Atlantic City, mm-hmm. never got paid. And they're like, my, I filed bankruptcy because he never paid me. Right. Right. Yeah, it's just fucking awful. And and for I mean, if I wanted to build a deck in my backyard, I got to pay somebody fucking that third third of the money up front, right? At least for supplies. Right. Right. So why does anybody demand? I mean, I don't. I just think after ten years, do your due diligence, contractors. But (laughs) this is one of the reasons why I always say that the burden of sustaining this nation and the the businesses and all of the ventures that the top one percent want to do that burden lies on middle class people. Because if you're a person who's filing your taxes and, God forbid, you fail to report $800 to $1,000, you're getting audited and it's going to become a pain Uh in your ass. And here comes a person who seems to be able to take losses more than any other person can. Right. It's just kind of like skating through here and feels like he doesn't have to turn over his tax documents. And I'm not going as far as to, like, accuse anyone of fraud here, but there's enough. That right. I want to see how you can feel, that how you can report billion dollar losses and like your revenue has never like come close to that. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing is just really crazy and he's been really protected. And I know a lot of people who have voted for this guy because they taught him to be some sort of like 
businessman who knows how to successful business successful business that he's a billionaire right he's ran all these great businesses and no he's lost fucking money every time he's ever tried to do anything and it is if they only use his name now Right on buildings, like that's he, not his building. He doesn't even tell they're taking right. his name off of buildings. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's the same thing as like if you were hiring a doctor because you thought they were a really good doctor, and you find out they're part of all these malpractice suits, you're gonna have to go back to the draw to the to the drawing board. Right. I mean, who buys a casino and fucking goes bankrupt? Who? Name me one other person or one other like let's just Native Americans because we live close to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but I've been to a lot of those casinos. They ain't fucking losing money. And by any means. There's so much money flowing through that place. How does he buy a casino and fucking go bankrupt? Who the fuck does that? Right? Not a good businessman. No, he's a terrible businessman. You know, you can say what you want to say, like why he bought it. I have my own theories. And I mean, (laughs) at best, I will give him the fact that he's able to utilize the tax loopholes that are given to people like him to get himself out of trouble, to not pay taxes and put the burden of all that bullshit on all of us. Mm -hmm. And you'll have people who will say uh, to people who need help, people who need social services that get off my fucking tax dollars. These people are not spending as much. This is spending your tax dollars. This is what this is. And these are the things that we should all be outraged by, not by people who need food stamps, not by people who need welfare, people who are actually in need. This is welfare for people who have money. Like, Putting your tax burden on me is me giving you welfare when I don't fucking have it. Yeah, it's corporate welfare. Yeah. So, just real quick, just in case any of our listeners don't know. So, you know, there was a whole presidential run, blah, blah, no tax returns. So, how did all of a sudden these 10 years of tax are now coming into play and people are talking to them? Why is it now? Well, also, Congress has subpoenaed for them. Right. And he feels like he doesn't have to, but he does. Because... Initially, what ha- what is happening is um, the House Democrats are subpoenaing to get these t- tax returns. The un- Treasury Department and the IRS, right? Because it is what they. This is what this branch of government is supposed to do: is to exercise oversight of the executive branch. Mm-hmm. So, if you are subpoenaed and you refuse to abide by that, you are breaking the law because you're getting in the way of Congress doing their job. Yeah. So he has to turn this over. Um, that will be lawsuits coming, and I'm sure he is going to be able to drag it out of court. said no. At right. first, Munchen mm-hmm. said no. Mm-hmm. The Secretary of Treasury said no. Mm-hmm. And the Congress is like, I don't fucking think so. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Bring us some shit. Right. Line these bitches but up. Where are the receipts, Where the receipts? Where are the receipts? But the New York Times got them saying. to write their article, and they said they is got it, the, it from somebody it state who of New York? They said they got it from somebody who has a legal right to, or had, who accessed them legally. I don't know. It just is extremely funny. To Hillary was just recently on Rachel. Was it Rachel Maddow. Yeah, she was on Rachel. <laughs> she was saying mm-hmm. like, if China was to find his tax returns, and then they oh snap! <laughs> I just fucking thought. Oh my god! I didn't even think about that. Did you didn't think about the connection about the emails? And I watched and I watched that whole fucking interview, and the whole time Hillary's talking like this, I'm like. Oh, shit doesn't happen because then everybody's gonna be like, "Oh my God, Hillary's talking to fucking." <laughs> and then, and, and, and it's China. like the whole thing with the Chinese and like the sanctions and the tariffs yes. and all. That's a whole They're other thing, and that's also like gonna put just to go a little bit off track. That's also another thing that he's doing as a dick measuring contest. But guess who has to pay for that? 
when the, the prices American of the, people. Yes, yes, we're gonna have to pay for all of that when the prices well, of those goods go up. But it's it's really crazy. I know the Democrats were really pushing to get that. I feel like there's something here. I mean, there is enough to like really want and get deeper into it. Yeah. To find out what's going here and. <laughs> Um, his son being uh, subpoenaed. Oh, <laughs> I know. It was. I was sitting at my first desk of all, Don Junior. Yes. I know you're not listening. God, he's such an idiot. Don. Oh. <laughs> he. You know what? The, the beard is not even helping no. you. The beard helps the word, everyone. The word douche bag in the Webster dictionary has your fucking picture next yeah. to it. Because don't you, do Summer's Eve like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad for you. It's bad for it you. Is. Don't douche. Don't douche a woman. It's bad for you. The vagina is, is a like, self-cleaning oven. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It's the cleanest part of a woman's body in most <laughs> cases. <laughs> this has gone left. I know. I know. Why do we always get there? Uh, pull it back. Pull it back. <laughs> pull it. Pull, pull it out. Pull it back. Pull it back. It's just who we are. Yeah, it's it is. It is. That's why I would have his picture on there because it's bad for women. He's bad. It's bad for women. Yes. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I, oh god! But just, just I don't, I, even if he shaved, he's still gonna look like a douchebag. He just looks like a douchebag with a somewhat facial hair. He's just a fucking it's like that one time Ted Cruz tried to get the beard. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you know, he's terrible. Thor, <gasps> Captain America. These are men who look better with beards. Some shit's Any just not for you. Any Neesum. <laughs> Anybody in the Neesum family? Who? Liam Neesum. Like any of the Neesums. Who else is a Neesum? Liam has two sons that are both actors. Does he? <laughs> he does, and they're pretty attractive. They're right? fucking hot. Right. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Look them up, girl. Look them up. I can't right. think of their name right now because I just know it's all the Neesums. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. I get you. Anybody, yeah. So anyway, but yes. But do you think Don Jr. is going to actually go and testify? It, so at this point, it, it really depends on how they want things to look. Um... Either you're going to go and be an arrogant asshole and answer what you can and look like maybe you have nothing to hide or don't go at all and very definitely let us know you have something to hide. Right. So this yeah. is something that they're going to have to make a decision on to decide if he's going to go in and answer those questions. Personally, if I were advising, I would say go. Because if you don't go, the repercussions are much worse and you leave people to speculate on certain things. Yeah. If you go unprepared, not that I'm advising, fuck you. Come unprepared. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Just make it a show for all of us while you lie and bury yourself. What, what happens is if you don't go, you're going to leave all these other things to come out of the woodworks. And you're not going to be able to really say what's true and what's not. And I think we can all agree that we want facts. Um, and I think that there's a, a lot of narrative out there of people who are not like not Democrats or whatever who feel like this is just a giant witch hunt and a shit show. Um, but it's not. There's there's real issues here that I think that Congress has to provide oversight. And I wish the Senate would get on board with most of the things that are going on and not play party politics to say no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing in and you're in office and the things that you're doing are not in the best interest of the American people that we can all rally and do the right thing. I mean, there's a reason why when you have to do background checks when you or your for your security clearance, they want to know everything because mm -hmm. they need to know what your vulnerabilities are. So if you have racked up credit card debt, they want to know because that's a potential that you could be susceptible great to point like when yeah, i when i interview for a job 
and then I have to go through a criminal background check, credit check, yeah. right. in yeah. case they're going to give me a company credit card. Absolutely. But this man has fucking codes to the fucking nuke bombs mm-hmm. right. and, and potentially like our arsenal money as well. Right, because there's tons of ways he can override Congress on paying for shit, like the fucking wall, right? Is an emergency, right. but yet he's given a blank check with well, no with no just, credit check at all. Yeah, and then you've got the emoluments what stuff. What's credits Trump score with all this bullshit? That's oh what God. I would want. He's like a Trump's five credit score. What's his credit come? <laughs> it's like a five twelve. <laughs> Probably worse than mine. Because <laughs> I know, pay my fucking bill, right? <laughs> but it goes back to that emoluments clause thing, where it's like he is making so much money off the presidency. Yes, and so we've got we've got two sides of this: is that we've got a dude who is ridiculously in debt. Mm-hmm. He can is trying to make money off the presidency, selling hats and t-shirts at every rally. All he is trying to do is make money, mm-hmm. and you, I guarantee you, like whatever happens at the end of his presidential campaign runs. We already know the way it works. What happens with those campaign funds afterwards? Mm-hmm. You roll them over and you set up some kind of foundation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, the Trump Foundation's already under investigation. Right. So we know he's shady with that shit. Okay, yeah. so we've got where he's just making money off the deal. But then you've got the other side of things, which is he is at risk to be blackmailed, to be, uh, and maybe not blackmailed is the right word, but to be compromised in some way mm-hmm. is... You're going to do this for us hmm. so that we can do things, which is the whole Russia stuff. And, you know, you know people, will say, people who support this president will say things like, well, he donates majority of his salary. Yes, that is true, but it's not money that he can't afford to lose because the influence of holding this office gives way more return than that little measly $400,000 exactly. that he's giving away. Well, and considering that you lose every year, then why don't you need that money? If you're showing that you made no income this year then why don't you need that 450000 Right. And to go back to the Donnie Jr. thing, what I thought was really interesting was that the subpoena is actually coming from the Senate Intelligence Committee, and as you guys know, the Senate is all Republicans. And um, Senator Richard Burr is the one who actually, you know, subpoenaed. Mm-hmm. So this is really interesting to it see is. that it's this is It's a different coming, turn. It's a different turn that this is coming from, of course... Uh, Senator Burr is not making any friends amongst his colleagues no, by, by doing these by doing this. Excuse me, but this he is must not be running for re-election. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he didn't get the memo, right. or he's planning to retire. He's like, fuck this shit. Um, this is he, that was his line, right? Maybe that was his line. Maybe after he saw the Mueller report, maybe after he did some investigation, maybe after the Trump tax right. returns. Whoa, I'm already and, and I Sorry, guys. <laughs> Hi, it's so fun. And you know, yeah. people will, I know people know that we're a liberal podcast or whatever and will try to put us in the box, but I just, I want to give credit where it's due. Whatever the reason, whatever the motive right. for Bird doing this, I want to recognize that doing this, he knew that he's not making any friends. I'm right. not, I'm not going to put him on a pedestal or anything, but I do appreciate him doing he's his gonna job. Have, he's going to have right. a nickname by Trump if he hasn't already. Oh, right. <laughs> And I appreciate him doing his job yeah. because that's we, all we want across the board right. is for people to do right. their job. And the job of Congress is to exercise oversight on, on this presidency. And there have been so many things put hurdle-wise by the president that have allowed that have not allowed Congress to do this job that they're supposed to do constitutionally. So not giving us those tax returns is unconstitutional. Right. Yeah. Like, right. give us the fucking tax returns. Right. Let's see what you're hiding. Did, did any of y'all just hack because it was just comical as fuck did any of you by chance watch the fox five talk about trump's taxes no, no. give me the oh! rundown. 
highlights. You Holy have to know. Oh my god. Shit balls. Tell me about it. What happened? Well, the the main word they used was. Impressive! <laughs> how much he did, how yes. much he accomplished. That, that's so oh. impressive. That's it, right? Was it tremendous? Like, well, he it was him, bigly tremendous. Yes, it was. It was this basically was wow! Ever. Look how much he accomplished. I mean, you know, if he I it was basically somebody, like how much you know he had, oh, he must have video. earned so much more to have lost that match, right? Like it was. They never said lost. That's not how they never any s- of that shit I works. Know, you know. fucking yeah. idiot! Yeah. If I could play the audio, I would for just as. I mean, we yeah. could we could test it. It always sounds like crap. Okay. I, I think gonna, I tried yeah. to play audio one time. Yeah. To cut that out. But it, if you, and it's, it's, I don't know if it's the Fox 5, Fox 4. It's Fox it, and it, Friends. It, it's Fox and Friends. Yeah. One's in the morning. With in the, the morning. With the, with the hot blonde chick in the middle with and the like two the guys in the back. dumbest people in America. She's, yeah, well, she's, she's looking yeah. like Sharon Stone in, in the, you know. Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. Where she crosses her legs, you're going to see her fucking coochie. Anyway. Yeah. But. Yeah, Keith. Yeah, way to go, they sister. Were, they are so. Yeah, but it was. Stupid. I mean, it the the. Oh, I I couldn't even. I can't even put words to it. I, I just can't like how they were totally. It was it was beyond twisting. It was beyond. Well, it was gaslighting and propaganda. It I mean, it's just, just like yeah. It was it was. It's the, not that bad. It's, it's not, not that bad. Look how and, I mean, look at all the work he did. <laughs> My the God. thing about this. <laughs> With these certain news outlets, this president can do no wrong. Like, I personally, as a person who once seeks the truth, I don't want to listen to biased news. I don't want to listen to news that's overly biased on Democrats, and I don't want to listen to news that's overly biased on Republicans. Give me the truth. I know. I just want the I truth. Just, I just had to. I just No, had I'm to. not saying to you. I'm saying that they're catering to a specific base oh, yeah. who eats this shit up. Yeah. They're not going to go out there and try to find the facts for themselves. No. Or try to figure out what the truth is. They their facts yeah. come from these shows that they watch, yeah. and that truth is gospel, and they're not going anywhere else to go get that. And, well, and Fox and Friends, their most famous viewer is, is Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. So almost chucked on my wine. <laughs> of course, they are going to be like, "Oh, it was so awesome! Like, we're not that. It's not bad. It's not bad. You're awesome because you did business and you're billionaires." Yeah, I mean, I think if you look really closely, like. Really, really closely, you mm-hmm. can still see some of Trump's shit on their noses. <laughs> oh my god, it's and, so funny. And maybe some like jizz coming out of their mouth. I'm just saying, if you look really, <laughs> really close. Those are not good visuals. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> not good visuals. I want to puke. And that's been a moment by Michelle and her trash talk. <laughs> I don't know if I should say we appreciate that, but. Uh, <laughs> If you did not appreciate that moment, at her, don't at us. Don't at us. If I have to have that vision in my head, so do y'all. No, no, no. You put that vision in your head. That was all you. That's immediately what I thought. But I I, want to see more people step up and and ask this president to be accountable. I want to see more people ask more questions. Do the job that people have elected you to do. And don't fall for the propaganda. I know everyone wants to talk about, oh my God, the the economy is doing so great. He's so awesome. No, you guys, it's not how the economy works. You work at the economy for years. Thank you, Obama. Thank you, Obama. don't think that he's but the economy is doing so well because he's such a great businessman and he's done all of these things. His great economic plan that he's passed is basically the trickle-down tax bill that he's given us that's going to fuck us all in a few years that has already started to fuck us. Yeah. So, Actually, just look back at Bill Clinton, who had a surplus after he left his presidency as eight years, right? right? And it for the first four years, it was really good for George, George W., yeah. George Porgy. 
right? And then the shit fucking hit the fan. Right I just, towards the end. I just read so you give Trump four more years, and we're fucked. And just I we're fucked. Have. Just read something yesterday, and if we had, you know, I'll, I'll try to pull it up during the break if I can remember. We wine. Remember. We never remember to pull it. Anyway, up I, it's out there. I'm Y'all Google real. it. But I just read something that the Treasury has to borrow, like I think a billion or a trillion dollars because trillion. of the tax cuts. Because oh, a trillion. Because yeah, we're be not. We have no income. Let's right. We'll, we will We'll dumb this down. I will get the crayons out. We just cut our income. We need to borrow money to pay the bills. We're living on debt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, you mean the government is taking out a payday loan? The treasury is. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Exactly. We and just it's taking out a payday, payday loan. Right. <laughs> and so the economy that we have is a direct result of the policies of the Obama administration. So don't get it fucked up. If you want right. to see how good this president is for the economy, just watch. The markets every time he opens his mouth, yeah. and then yeah. you will find out Dip. how good he is for the economy. Dip, baby. So yeah. we're. I mean, I guess. I mean, yes. I want the truth to come out there. I, I would love. I think if more Republican senators and congressmen um, came out against him yes. and and came for seeing his taxes, not just the last, not just those ten years, right. but the last like three or four years. I want the last five right. years. Right. Yeah. But uh, I still, in the back of my head, I still. I still have this thing of, well, his base doesn't care. They're not going to believe anything. It could be in black and white in front of their face saying, I mean, Trump could get, I, I don't know, I, aside from him getting on TV saying, mm-hmm. I lost trillions of dollars, I'm a con man, they're still going to vote for him. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he like said that. that he would go and shoot someone in the head and they'll still vote right. for him. But it's bigger than votes. I think he, this is okay. about the American people, the justice, and the law. No, I know. Right? I, I, I get that. Here's I get the that. thing. His base, but his base is super small right now compared yes. to who we actually need out there voting. Mm-hmm. Every single person of his quote unquote base can go and vote for him today, but his base is less than 30%. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot I, of crossover votes that at, helped. At this point, it is no longer about changing the mind of his base. Now it's just a matter of gathering evidence to either get him out of office Peach. or have everything ready for when he does get voted out in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Um, crush your fingers, crush your legs. Crush and Mueller, legs. Mueller gave us this great start. Yeah. Yeah. So when he, you know, when he's voted out in 2020, everything is there. And as soon as he steps off that White House lawn, boom. Well, in New York, the state <laughs> of New York has already, you know, I think started, uh, I, I, I read somewhere. The where, Southern District of New yes, York? Yes, the Southern uh, they well, they told the Congress. Election. They gave Congress the um, okay mm-hmm. to look at his taxes. Was that part of it? I don't think so. I don't know. Um, I don't remember seeing that. Do what? Um, do your kegels while you do your googles. And I found it. Thank oh. you, Michi. <laughs> <laughs> so the New York State Senate passed a bill Wednesday that would make it easier for Congress to obtain President Donald Trump's state tax returns. A measure that Governor Andrew Cuomo has said it will file if reaches his desk. The bill called the Trust Act passed by a 39 to 21 vote. It would amend state law to permit the commissioner of the State Department of Taxation and Finance to release any state tax return requested by the leaders of the House Ways and Means Committee, the Senate Finance Committee, or the Joint Committee on Taxation for any specific and legitimate legislative purpose. Existing laws generally prohibit such a release. Uh So that's interesting. If I'm hearing you correctly... Are they saying that they have the right to look at the evidence that they have? So do they have the taxes or am I not? 
Right. right. So the state okay. of New York, because that's where he files. He files right. within the state of New York, because mm-hmm. I believe they have a state income they have tax. State yes. tax. Uh-huh. Right. So and he lived there. Uh-huh. Right. That's where his state of residency is. So that's okay. where he files his taxes. Mm-hmm. So that is the entity of the IRS that has his tax returns is the state of New York. So they passed a bill that would make it easier for Congress to obtain. Oh, beautiful. No, but if I'm understanding it right, they would be able right? to obtain a state it's tax. Texas, tax, not, not as federal. federal. Right. But, that's but fine. still, but yeah, that's I okay. mean, if it's federal are fucking corrupt, you think a state, like, oh, also, states are going to be But it's also, most fraud takes I'm, place at a state level, right, right where which, you are. Which leads me to believe, like, what I think we talked about this last week, mm-hmm. that we know the state of New York is already up to some shit. Oh, they've got to That's why they have an investigation. He's already named as, what is that, uh, person of interest? Person of interest one. Oh, what is it? Hello, one. Plank number one. Fuck! Person number one? Plaintiff number one? Suspect number one. Suspect. Convict number one. (laughs) Individual number one. Individual number one. Okay. We got it. He's also named, or he's named as individual number one in Cohen stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got you. In his yeah. the stuff that he. Yes. Was... The material is all here. Yeah. There's yeah. some fucking backbone that's needed on both parts of right. these this um, two party system. Democrats, shit or get off the pot. Thank right. you. Republicans grow a fucking spine. Yes. One of y'all needs to step the fuck up and primary this fucker and make it easier for us to beat your ass. What well, guy is running in a primary? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> this, is, this is breaking news. Yeah, he, he announced like a month ago. Yeah, I don't remember what his name was. Yeah. He has a, there's a Republican running. He said he's going to try. Oh, yeah. Him. Come on, you guys. He's, oh, he's yeah. going to have no chance. It's like whoever, the people that were running against Beto for Senate. That's why we don't <laughs> even know. Like I mean, Jen, we don't even know his name right now. <laughs> because I know, like, I saw his picture, I, I glanced at him, and then that was it. Because yeah. I'm, I don't give yeah. a shit about Republicans yeah. right now. Well, yeah, but we would. We don't even know his name right now. He's not that polarizing. Basically, right. I, I, just to give a little bit of a rant to steal from Jen, I want everybody who is elected to do work on behalf of the American people to fucking rally and take this country back and do what is right. No matter which fucking line of politics you follow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just, oh, I and don't. You, you know what hurts is also is that over the years, the IRS has had cuts. They've cut the amount of staff they have. Mm-hmm. So they don't have the people and that's the thing that's so frustrating is like you know how you use that phrase like you got to spend money to make money mm-hmm. well one of the things we do is when we try we're like oh we need a smaller government we start cutting people we're cutting people from the wrong places mm-hmm. it's the people that would save us so much money right that, what did they call it your return on investment yeah, yeah. it's huge yep like the irs you find people that are doing tax fraud you are going to make millions upon millions, right. maybe billions of dollars. So why so why do you think they cut people? <laughs> so they don't find people that are Exactly. Yeah. Right. But they want but they want my daughter who's, you know, in her twenties and is a waitress and bartender who right. makes, you know, let's just say, I mean every, Anybody who's ever waitress and bartends knows about what she makes. Right. And on top of the taxes, she's already paid owed money. Yeah. My Shout out to the people who work in the food industry. It's fucking working not- poor. Lower middle class, middle class, and even the upper middle class. And that's what I want to see. I want to see the upper middle class fucking, fucking vote differently this next time. Right? Yeah. When you were doing your taxes this past year, <laughs> think about why that happened. Right. Exactly. Right? 
Yep. Jen, okay, you have Jen, an update for us? Yes. Um, <laughs> former Massachusetts Governor William Weld announced his candidacy for the Republican primary. That's exciting. Back in April, or yeah, back in April, and both Maryland Governor Larry Hogan and former Ohio Governor no, John. No, you guys, you can't shit on him. This is courageous as fuck. It and is former, courageous. Listen, and former Ohio Governor John Kasich are mulling runs as well. So John Kasich may announce. I need, I need someone with <clears throat> some recognition <clears throat> who's. Obviously, going to lose to a Democrat, but still. Well, yeah, I, I actually don't want a, I don't want a fantastic Republican. I don't want a fantastic Republican. No. Hey, Jeb, what are you doing these days? <laughs> Jeb, you made Jeb spit up. Just oh my get, God! Just no. get a line going up her nose. No, again. listen, I had to live in Florida with that jackass. God no. Hey, Jeb. And the Jeb, thing about it is that. Jeb is the politician in that family, oh, just sure. so you know. You know what, Jeb? And call your girl Mishy. Call your girl Mishy. She might work on your campaign. She'll at least give you a fucking hug. Fuck no, I won't. I might <laughs> give him a hug. I might clap for you, but I'm not going <laughs> to fucking work for you. Y'all can all clap now. Here's the thing, oh, though. Oh, so, that was so sad. Y'all can clap now. That breaks my heart y'all so clap for that. Y'all. y'all don't get me started, but it was so heartbreaking. Yeah. His brother never had to ask for a clap. <laughs> I, I always used to He's have or the clap. the clap. <laughs> Oh my god! I always, oh yeah! I always have this like running joke in my mind where I picture W and 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 H sitting at the table with um, Jeb and they're talking like presidential shit and they turn and they say, "We know you can't really understand." <laughs> let, me t- let me tell you how it had happened in this family. So I always picture that joke, and every time I think about it, I fucking crack up. He's like the black sheep of the family. He's just like sitting in a corner, and it's like. All of those presidential dreams that went to die. <laughs> this is how I always picture Jeb and, and Georgie Porgy as, as teenage teenage boys. Jeb brought the girls home, and George W. <laughs> fucked them. <laughs> you know, W. got that off. And I believe in him. Yeah, I know he did. I know he did. Every time. Every time. But you know what? I do like the idea of Trump being primaried because he has a war chest. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we know with the 47 people that are running for the Democratic (laughs) primary that even if we, as a whole, those that group is outraising him, they're going to be fucking broke. And they're splitting money to beat each other. Yes, and they're going to be broke by the time the primary is won. So Swing Left and Pod Save America have put together, worked together to create an organization called the Unify or Die Fund, which I, I think is amazing. And what the point of that is and that... And that's a local Dems that would love that. Oh, my gosh. I have unify, been, unify. Yeah. Oh, my God. Y'all, I have, Unity. <laughs> do not criticize any of the candidates. <laughs> or women. I have linked to that fund so many, that to that fund so many different times in local <laughs> chats. Exactly. So the point is, for people that maybe don't have a particular 
love for any one candidate or financially are able to do both, support the candidate of their choice now, but also want to prepare for the future, that they can start contributing. So this fund, so maybe that candidate is going to start with several million dollars that they can So it's the fund oh, for, the pri- for, the for the candidate, whoever wins, wins the primary. No matter who it is, no matter who it is you're just saying, amazing. I don't care if it's fucking Donald Duck. I'm putting my money in this exactly. to get the fucktard orange man out. If Donald Duck over Tulsi. Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh. Donald Duck 2020. <laughs> but you know what else, Ray? What I would really like to see is all of the Democrats out of the 90,000 who are running that when we do choose a nominee, I want to see all of them come together and fundraise for the nominee. Yes. Because if we're saying that Absolutely. it is about restoring democracy, taking the and old not about ego, and not about ego, then we should put our money where and our mouth is. And her feelings. Right. right. I want to, whoever is the nominee, stuff. I want to see people come out and fundraise and we do it. And not picking, not picking them apart. Because I, what I see right. too is like the debate. Yeah. Which somebody else just got added to the bait. Holy fucking shit. Oh my god. Oh, we're gonna look, we're gonna, it's gonna that be. That Oprah girl. That girl that's uh, like Oprah. a friend of Oprah. Seriously, that's but what she is. I don't want to see us tear apart each other so much in the debates mm-hmm. that then that person wins the primary. Right. And we've already torn them apart so much that there's so much division. I think right. Democrats are generally really good at having policy, like, discussions. Like, they don't go below the belt and start. How big are your hands? Right. Yeah. It, it, it generally doesn't get that it shitty. Doesn't. And even if you're watching them right now, because we don't, primary, we don't have a Donald Trump of the Democratic right. Party. And I think, I think the only person that any of us, like the majority, um, well, I, the majority, <laughs> not majority, you. I know well, no, 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 no. I mean, like Tulsi Gabbard. I think is yeah. the only one that yeah, if we she all were disagree, to miraculously we'll... win the primary, I would wonder if the Russians in... were in on yeah. that. Is she? On the debate stage she's yet? Still, I don't know if she actually... It's at Marianne. I don't know. No, she's not on the debate stage. Okay. I don't she know. hasn't made it there. She hasn't made it there. No. She hasn't made it there. Thank God. Yeah. But the yeah. rest <laughs> of them, the rest of the candidates, even Bernie, um, <laughs> I think I can see we could fall. all like just kind of take a deep breath. All right, yeah. let's back this finger-wagging old man and get him in the White House. <laughs> I mean, like, Bernie came to, to Hillary's defense and was like, enough about the fucking emails. Yeah. Let's have discussion about policy. And Democrats have been good about not fighting dirty about shit that doesn't matter, yeah. but they'll fight policy. And I'm like we said last week, yeah. Yeah. watch out for Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden because there's some policy shit that's going to go down right. there. And I'm excited to watch it happen. But yeah. you know what I think is happening, though, is that with and I'm not really rehashing 2016, I promise, is that it is a lot harder when there is just two and you're picking sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got these two right. people. Because let's be honest, O'Malley, you just didn't even make it to the show. You know, you were <laughs> so far behind. I'm sorry. <laughs> By all accounts, everybody that was a supporter thought you were great, but boo, you didn't get there, okay? <laughs> so in the end, there was two. And so that becomes a fight. Right. Whereas you've got this stage of I 137 want- candidates right now. <laughs> <laughs> and there is it's not as personal like yeah. it becomes when there's just two. Yeah. I would like it and I don't know how many's on the debate stage so far. I would 437. think 437. <laughs> <laughs> so the debate the debate will be held at Jerry's World. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a button. There's two different debates happening. Like they're having yeah. to do it on two different nights because there's so two? many people. Yeah. What happened to the 12? I don't know. I would like it if if it got to maybe five. I think five is a good number. Yeah. 
And I think I want to see who get loaded off the island. I think that the, I think after by the debates, I think there's going to be a lot of people that fall off because they're the weakest ones yeah. are going to just yeah become chum. Yeah. So um, anyway, how did we get off on this? Because we were we were talking about, about tax Trump. returns and we and so the, the primary the yeah. primary Trump yeah. being primary okay. yeah yeah so I, mean, I don't know what? I thought you meant how did how did I get off I was like Ray that's kind of personal oh my God. she has a <laughs> rabbit y'all <laughs> no it's not a rabbit someone just asked a question to see yeah, who who is going to be on, right now who qualifies to be on the debate stage okay and that's okay. 18 candidates 18. and those candidates include oh biden god. cory booker pete julian john tulsi oh my god she's on the fucking oh. list oh. kirsten gillibrand kamala john higginlooper jay insley amy klobuchar beto team ryan sanders eric uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, Marianne Williamson, and Andrew Yang. Woo! What the All fuck? Right. Okay, so to go that back to Trump, because we got like one last I thing I think okay. we we're going to talk about yeah, before we yeah, take you, a break. You had, you had one thing you wanted to yeah. talk about. Yeah. I was reading this article that was really interesting because it was talking about the fact that he is a terrible businessman who may have broken the law on his tax returns, but that he didn't actually lose a billion dollars. He just said he did. Mm hmm. And so, why was Trump counting such big business losses on his personal tax refund anyway? That was really weird to me because I didn't understand that. And it's because his business... Because you've never lost a billion dollars. Right. <laughs> right? It's unfathomable. Right. I mean, exactly. I lost 500 in the casino, I but I mean... I don't understand this shit. <laughs> but it's because his businesses were partnerships, and so his personal income tax return reflects the partnership's gains and losses. But it's specifically net operating loss provisions that allow the owners of these pastor businesses, like Trump's dusty ass, to transfer all kinds of business losses, which includes like asset depreciation, write downs, operating losses, onto their personal tax mm -hmm. refund. And so we know that the president said that real estate depreciation explains some of his losses. And, but for that to pass the sniff test, he would have had to own tens of billions in property. Mm -hmm. And he didn't, he did not own tens of billions in property. Right. His companies failed, and he lost a ton of other people's money. So you had he's had money that was from like fat cats and banks, and who gives a fuck? Yeah. And then Trump University, exactly. But the small contractors, and let's be honest, the dumb bond buyers that mm -hmm. were never paid or repaid, which is sad. Like we were talking earlier about those small contractors, that right. sucks. But the thing <clears throat> is, is that what's important is that Trump got hundreds of millions of debt forgiven in the '90s as his projects went back belly up. So to the IRS, canceled debt is the same as income. I know I haven't experienced this myself. If you get a car repoed and five years later you try to pay that note off and you pay it off, you fucking get taxed on that shit. Right. Motherfucker. Oh, right. so try to keep the man down. I had a debt forgiven this past year. They were like, forget it. Do you not make any more payments right. off it? We're just gonna call the rest of it is just debt forgiven. But it counts as like I had like four thousand dollars considered as income. That's how you keep that the, gets taxed. That's how tax, you keep the poor. Which court. is how I ended up fucking owing. So it's like I ended up owing on my tax return this year because of that. So if you don't have to pay back the dollars you lose, you effectively made money. So why did mm -hmm. he appear to claim other people's losses as his loss, but he never accounted for the money that he didn't have to pay back? So if he reported it correctly, that income should have shrunk that billion dollar loss mm -hmm. because 
you said you lost a billion dollars, but they charged it off. So therefore, that's income as well. So it should have offset it. It's probably some corporate loophole. It is. He made hundreds of million dollars by not having to pay it back. And the New York Times, they solved this when they did an investigation in 2016. But it still seems fucking shady. So his lawyers, Trump's lawyers, they used something called a stock for debt swap. Which made it look like the debts had been paid, not forgiven. Which is so convoluted. But the point is, first of all, and Trump, only rich people exactly. I didn't get to do that with no, my stupid. Only thing. rich people benefit from shit like you, that. You you get to do right. that with your student loans? No, I do not. Oh, okay. I still owe thirty-two thousand so. no. fucking dollars. Can mm-hmm. I do that shit on that? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah. So the point is, Trump didn't really lose a billion dollars. First of all, he lost other people's money. He then claims the loss as his own, and then when it gets written off, he doesn't even have to claim that as income. So that just sounds like tax fraud. So he doesn't have to pay any taxes for money that he took from other people. So exactly. he got because he said he lost it. But yet, exactly. But okay, let's blame immigrants for what? <laughs> <laughs> Not only we right. talk about welfare like queen right. tax fraud. I oh just, I'm waiting for the tax fraud. It's just like what what was the the, the true not Truman Capote God Al Capone Al Capone Truman Capote Al Capone, Al Capone. Al Capone well, just didn't pay his taxes. But that's he didn't thing. even file. Right, but I'm so, just saying but, it's but tax yes. evasion, tax fraud, yes. whatever. This is tax fraud is still tax evasion. You're yeah. trying to avoid. Oh no, taxes. no. I mean, people you know learn. I mean? Rich people learned, and mobsters yes. learned when again mobster Russian mob casino yeah. loses he, money. He just saying mobsters. you can tenfold half that shit. Tenfold half the Tenfold hat time. Thank you. You can tin foil hat that shit all you want, but Russian mob, he buys a casino, casino loses money, he goes bankrupt. I'm sorry, there's something there. Anyway, yep. he borrows yep. money from Deutsche Bank. Where's Deutsche Bank from? Germany? Russia. Mm. Isn't it's Russia. It's, it's, Deutsche is not in Germany. Germany. No, but it's, but, it's, but it's owned by Russian oligarchs. Those are the those are the biggest. Those are the biggest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, 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 yeah, you're right. There are are Russian oligarchs that are involved in that, but it's also not not just involved. Those are they have the most money in there. Yes, Russian Um, oligarchs, and so, but yeah, but that's the thing. Yes. So that's a lot of people learned when Al Capone got exactly arrested on that when he. I mean, yeah, yeah, like they're like, oh, we need to write some tax bills. Did you guys not watch? The Untouchables. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you, I, I feel like like Kevin Costner's good day. There are so many crimes that I avoid committing because I have watched enough movies to know <laughs> I will get caught. That's good TV. I mean, you guys, turn the fucking TV on. At the very least, this fucker owes us money, right? <laughs> Run us our check. Right? Run me my, my money. Cash out me my, my money. Show me the money. I'm at, I'm at Cartel 5. That's my cash app. <laughs> I, I apologize for yelling to our listeners. I know that was probably really obnoxious. But Ray, you know what? Ray will turn it Ray's, Ray's got her earbud oh. in her ear going, oh my God. <laughs> if y'all can see this shit they try to get me to fix it post, y'all, I'm sorry. I am not a miracle worker. <laughs> he owes us money and he needs to pay us back. We want yeah. our money back. Yeah. Donald Trump, we want you to cash app us. Yes. One billion dollars. And with that, we take in a break. And yes. 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 I, I would like it in a, in a tra- what do you call it, cashier's check to make sure the shit doesn't bounce. Because you want check. Money order. Money yeah. order. That cashier's fucker check. would write you a bouncy check. Cash app me,
Hi, Mishy. What are we going to pop next? We have a really special bottle here. A very special bottle. A very special bottle. Um, Ray and I, like we said, we went in Total Wine, very focused on what we wanted. And one of the things we were asking... We did a tour of Total Wine. We did a tour of Total Wine. <laughs> we totally Total Wine. <laughs> um, totally Total Total Wine. Totally. <laughs> um, and one of the things I asked earlier uh, when I was in there, I was like, do you have a bottle that is made by a all female vineyard. We did find one, but um, the bottle was seventy dollars, <laughs> and that is way above it is drug bitches of, and politics budget right it now. It is out of our budget <laughs> currently at the moment. So, drunk delegates, if you would like to sponsor a seventy dollar bottle of wine made by an all female winery, yes, we are all find it. your friends <clears throat> and. Go in on it. Yes, please. Email us at drunkbepolitics at gmail.com. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what did so, you find? Ray found this beautiful bottle. It is a gorgeous bottle called Emily. And I'm going to read the back just so you hear their story. Emily. And it's not like Emily's list or anything like that. No, but no, no. But it's, but it's equally as good. Okay. Um, and so the back says, Emily, optimistic, creative, beautiful, loved clouds, cold milk, and cherry chapstick. This wine is lovingly crafted in honor of our unofficially adopted daughter, Emily, an extraordinary woman and artist that passed away from cancer at the age of 33. A portion of the profits from this wine supports art supplies in elementary and... Nice. And to find out more about um, this wine by Emily Wines, you would go to www.emilywines.com. And this particular bottle is a cab, true to form. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a 2014 California variety. Ooh, it's aged a little it's bit. Aged a little, it's aged a little bit. Um, so we're going back to a better day. Look at look at. Um, it doesn't particularly state what notes are in this bottle, so we're gonna have to taste for those. Um, <laughs> Which would be wine, that. followed by more wine. I'm so sick of you, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> But it comes there's some in, wine taste in there, right? <laughs> it comes in at a healthy 12.5% oh. alcohol. And I believe this bottle was the one that was kind of in our double digits. I think coming in about 12 bucks a bottle. I think so. Um, but okay. if for any, it's for a really good cause. Totally like worth this it. said, yes. it's in honor of this a young woman and all the profits go to supporting art supplies in elementary and middle school. So do it for the charity. Wonderful. I love it. For the charity. Do it for the right. Pop that shit. I will pop that shit. You bitches better get excited too. All right. You ready? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Glug, glug, glug. Glug, 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 sis. Because I finished my other wine on your demands. Taste it and tell me what you taste. I want to hear what you're picking up. Oh my God. Other than wine. I can't handle this stress. <laughs> other than wine. You guys okay, have there is definitely something different of smelling. Okay. Well, it's strong. I mean, obviously, it's a cab instead of the Merlot we just had, so it's stronger. I mean, mm-hmm. it's got a deep, it's got a deeper taste that is or silky. deeper smell. Let's see. Okay, definitely dry, plum, dark cherry, spice, a little bit of spice, a little bit of black pepper. I would say definitely black cherry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little black peppery. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. Black cherry is a safe bet because I feel like almost every wine has some kind of cherry in there. Yeah. Well, and, and cabs have the darker, yeah. The so darker berries. Uh-huh. But there's, are you guys picking up on the pepper notes? Really good. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where I the spice know. comes in, right? It's a little peppery finish at the end. Mishy's giving us a wine um, <laughs> education here. But yeah, I this is it. our... I, I can tell dry or not dry. <laughs> yeah. So definitely pick up this bottle. We've taken a picture and it'll be going up on our 
on our social media pages for you to support this cause. Yes. Maybe, um, if we remember. And we, 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 do our um, best. <laughs> we, did, we did our due diligence in finding um, uh, wine, mm-hmm. you know, supported by women or in support. So I would say a women's, a woman's cause, right? Right. right. Um, <laughs> if any of y'all, um, also to that fact, if any of y'all have um, watched Handmaid's Tale, Blessed be the fruit. Right. May the Lord um, open. Third season comes out Under his in eye. June. Under his eye. I mean, come on, comes out in June. <laughs> right. Have any of y'all watched the previews yet? I mean, there's only there's just that one no. video. I generally that's like a try minute. not to watch previews. Not it's, it's so it's just a minute and twenty seconds, and it's just June talking about you know we're in the resistance that isn't happening. Oh yes, I did see this. Yeah. One. <laughs> so. Um, I feel like we're going to talk about the Handmaid's Tale that's going on right now. Right. Yep. Yeah. In Georgia, Alabama, Ohio. Right? Yep. With uh, abortion laws and the fucking GOP old white men. They're telling me what the fuck to do with my body. And also, no medical knowledge whatsoever. And that, to me, is probably the worst part of it. Right. Uh, and I know we're gonna get into okay. a whole lot. Yeah, of it. yeah. So, Mishy, why don't you why don't you start us off with um, just give us like a maybe Looks just a background. recap, background recap of mainly the Georgia bill, okay. and then we can talk about the Ohio, Alabama. But I think the Georgia bill is the one that's the most profound right now. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I can do that. Uh, on Tuesday, Gov- Governor Brian Camp of Georgia signed a bill into law that would ban abortions as soon as a heartbeat can be detected. And for those of us, and all of us at this table who have been pregnant or those who don't know, heartbeats can be detected as early as six weeks. Um, And that's at a time before most people even know that they're pregnant. Um, Two to four weeks after you miss your period. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's before you even know you're pregnant. In most cases, even if you do know you're pregnant, there's no doctor that'll see you before like 10 8 weeks at best exactly um, i've been pregnant twice and i plan for my pregnancies and this you know when i tried to go in to go see the doctor at about five six weeks they were like what you, you can't come in call us when you're 10 weeks there's nothing mm-hmm. we can do right um i had a miscarriage at four weeks right. and i remember wanting to see my doctor because i knew i was at high risk and they still said we'll see you in, in about for more weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so some things about this bill, particularly one of the things that really disturbs me about this bill is that there's a criminal element to this bill. So um, the bill that's been signed into law basically states that the state could go after women who leave the state to try to get in. And that's troubling to me because there's a certain element of ownership there. Women are not the ward of the state. So if I choose to leave the state and go get an abortion, you can't come after me because you don't own me. Right. That right. means you're, <clears throat> if you are, excuse me, guys, if you're leaving the state to get health care, mm-hmm. so if I'm leaving the state of Texas to go get a boob job, mm-hmm. I mean, let's just put it as... A as, lot of people go to Oklahoma or, to go get them. They do all the time because mm-hmm. they're cheaper in Oklahoma, yes. right? Because medical care is cheaper in Oklahoma. I mean... Part of that's anesthesia. I don't know if I'd pay cheaper for anesthesia, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. We're it not is what it is. For needing to get absolutely, the absolutely. But if I'm leaving the state for to get a, a dental implants, mm-hmm. to get a, a people go anyway. And you know what? It's not even medical procedures. Anything that there are things that are illegal in Georgia that are not illegal in other states. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't, t- I couldn't name it. But let's let's do an example like sodomy. Um, 
Sodomy. <laughs> sodomy may be illegal in Georgia, but it's not illegal in... California. Nevada. <laughs> I, Georgia does not have the right to go after somebody who goes and performs this illegal action in Georgia in another state. I can go smoke weed in Colorado. Yeah. But let's pretend I'm a resident of Georgia. I can go smoke weed in Colorado, come back home. Georgia cannot arrest me. Right. Right. But so they the can't for this. I'm pretty sure the that, ACLU is going to rip them to shreds. And I was just about to get to that. And right. so that's one of the things I wanted to point out about how troubling that is because you said weighing into the handmaid's tale, this is exactly what it is, mm-hmm. is placing a certain sense of ownership on women's bodies and their uteruses, uh, which I think actually the plural term of uterus is uteri. Yeah. Um, yes. And I just think that it's, it's not okay, and it's going down a very dangerous road mm-hmm. where now the state is, there are a lot of things that you could be focusing on, and you're focusing on going after women who are leaving the state and going to go exercise their God-given right, for lack of a better term, for those who are not religious. Well, let's over go constitutional Constitutional right. Or even right. Their Supreme right. Court right. given right. <laughs> of exercising whatever anatomy rights that they have over themselves Mm -hmm. and Jen you mentioned um, the ACLU so the ACLU will be partnering with Planned Parenthood to challenge this bill in court and so there are a couple things that I also wanted to talk about and there's some of the repercussions here so I don't know if you guys know but Georgia is kind of becoming like the second Hollywood a lot of shows are shot yes. there, yeah. and a lot of people like all of the shows that and we like. And they're taxing the hell out of them. When Walking they, Dead, companies. the Atlanta Housewives, mm-hmm. a lot of shows that we movies. like. A lot of movies, movies are, are shot there. there. Mm-hmm. And J.J. Yeah. Yes. Abrams and Jordan mm-hmm. Peele uh, were partnering to shoot a documentary in Georgia, and they've decided that they're still going to shoot this documentary, but all of the proceeds will be donated to, to fight this bill um, that they get from this documentary shoot. Or Good if I'm correct. And another thing that that's really troubling to me is that you know courts have ruled basically that these heartbeat abortion bills are unconstitutional right but the republicans still tried to get these bills off and i i don't understand and i know that it's such a hot button topic to get elected on this and i just want to know why is this such a big topic for them why don't they have other issues other than this that's such an invasive issue because Republicans try to talk themselves as people who are, you know, pro-life. But the truth is that Republicans are not pro-life. They're pro-conception and they're anti-child. Because we have, even in our state, of people who say that they're um, pro-life, but they take away health care from uh-huh. disabled children. Right. Um, you're cutting funding for right. free lunches. You're cutting funding for health care for children. You're cutting funding for their education, but you say that you're head start Head Start has been slashed over and over and over again, mm-hmm. right? And for those who don't know what Head Start is, it's before preschool. My daughter was in it. Right. Right? And they're slashing that. And it's when you, as a full-time college student, part-time worker, my daughter was able to go to Head Start, which mm-hmm. relieved me of daycare expenses, right? right? But she was able to go to school and just it's it's mainly a social right mm-hmm. learn how to be social learn how to follow the rules and you still learn your abcs one two threes before you go into kindergarten mm-hmm. and head start's been slashed over and over and over again and those are one of the programs Absolutely. that the gop continues to say oh we don't need that because right it, and my, my feeling because is you know why kids don't need it no you know why mm-hmm. they don't want women to work 
Right. They want to force <clears throat> you to stay home with your child. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing against women who choose to stay home with their child. It's, but as when long as it's forced, your choice. But, as long as, but when you're forced, and you actually do need that income, mm-hmm. but when you're forced because you can't afford daycare, right? Mm-hmm. Where, or, or you have the desire to work, mm-hmm. right? But you can't because you can't afford that daycare. Or right. you don't have that option for Head Start when your child has asthma or, or any type of disability. That they would need a... Head start right. into school, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the totally, they're look. I mean, make no mistake. Mm-hmm. These bills are a direct attack on mm-hmm. women's rights, absolutely, yes. and to keep women in their place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I also feel like it is a. Um, they don't really believe that abortion is bad because mm-hmm. if their fucking daughter got pregnant. I guarantee to you, they're gonna fly their daughter wherever they need to go to get a fucking abortion. For sure. And there's right? if, they're, if, they're, if they're 15 and fucking pregnant, or their mistress is fucking pregnant, they're gonna find a way to get them an abortion, right? Because they, they can pay ten, twenty thousand dollars, whatever it is. And right. a lot of these women that claim to be pro-life, who you know make it all about religion and these these high, you know these like super Republican women who make abortion, they're you know like the top of their platform you know those bitches at least at least half of those bitches have gotten an abortion right ready right and won't admit it yeah i mean i've i've known women who vote who now vote pro-life and have had an abortion i'm like oh absolutely how how dare you yeah infringe on my right but it was okay when you did it right and there's an element of hypocrisy to that because they know that they always will have the means to go and get the health care because abortion is health care i really don't care what anybody has to say about this it's not a debate we're not sending women back to the back alleys with coat hangers. Abortion is absolutely healthcare. And the thing that <clears throat> worries me the most about this, <clears throat> the thing that worries me the most about this is that this sets us down a path to where the supporters of these kind of bills are ultimately leading up to trying to overturn Roe v. Wade. Right. And you guys know that we're at a very fragile place in the Supreme Court right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Right. Where it's, it's not something that is you can't that's unfathomable right it's very within our reach to where if these kind of bills have a lot of support at the state level they could trickle up um and eventually lead to a place where we're going back before the 60s and women are dying because they just don't want to be pregnant and that um, these bills are very often passed by white, affluent, elected to office men who never have to really worry about these situations. Yeah. And I, there's a fallacy that people get abortions because they use them as healthcare and they're so excited to walk into that clinic and get an abortion. And I'm gonna make a case for that. I'm gonna make the case where people have the choice to do that. Whatever choice a woman makes is between herself and her doctor. And nobody else is to intervene. Not, I don't even believe that the father of the child should intervene. No, I believe that, I. that the it's onus is on the person who has to deal with caring to decide how they're going to handle that. Um, and so it is definitely an infringement on people's rights. But if anything, it's very dangerous dangerous as far as healthcare goes. And I think we're headed down a, a very despicable, dark history. And I just want to know what you guys think about that. Well, I can say from my own personal experience. Um, y'all know my youngest daughter. She was born 22 years ago. <laughs> um, Damn, Ray, you're old. I know. I'm kidding. But I almost died who's having her. Bitch? Who's like, who's who's old bitch? She's an old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a camera roll. But yes. 
But um, yeah, I almost died having her. I had what was called HELP syndrome. It's extremely rare that women get it. But when you once you get it, it usually doesn't happen on your first pregnancy, but when it'll happen on subsequent pregnancies, and it will happen every pregnancy after that. So I was guaranteed that if I got pregnant again, I would go through exactly what I went through. I almost died. She was born at 28 weeks. She was almost born at 26 weeks. And um, you were able to hold it off a little bit with medication. I was very lucky and that they were able to do the things that she and did. And she was born 10 weeks early. She was one pound. 10.7 ounces. She uh, still weighs that much. She, I swear to God, she does still weigh that skinny little thing. She's pregnant. <laughs> no, this, sorry. Wrong oh, oh, this is Jordy. Youngest. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, okay. okay. Sorry. But the thing is, is that they told me if I got pregnant again, I was going to have this. So it was a life-threatening situation for me. At this point, I am married. I have a husband. I'm on birth control because I don't want to get pregnant again. Right, so you're taking precautions. So I have two options. If I I can either tell my husband that I will not fulfill my quote unquote wifely duties, <laughs> we will never be having sex again because I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if I get pregnant again, despite taking birth control, I will run down. And get an abortion. I don't know what you're talking about. Birth control never fails. Never fails. No. Ever. No. Because no woman has ever uh, taken an antibiotic. Right. No woman has ever found out that she has like crazy hormone levels and Mm -hmm. she's getting a lower dose than she should be getting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You know. Condoms never break. Condoms never break. (laughs) No woman has has forgotten to take the freaking pill. On Thursday. Yeah. Because maybe your life is just fucking crazy your life yeah. is and crazy. it's two o'clock in the morning you're laying in bed and you're going fuck i'll just take it tomorrow or you like, were so sick tired. yeah or you were sick and so yeah. you vomited and you're like i'm not sure if i vomited up the medication or not right but the point is i was choosing between never having sex with my husband again or risking death if i couldn't have an abortion like that is not a good and let's option ju- and let's just so am i supposed to become a spinster right like, well and I, I just want to cut in real quick with uh you know because a lot of people the are you 46 whatever whatever the the pill, abortion mm-hmm. pill is called. Mm-hmm. Like, that can only be used within, what, the first 50, I think so. 60 days? No. I don't know the details, but right. I know it's a very limited It's very time. early. It's very, very early, right? Whereas we all know, I mean, you typically, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's very high where you find out you're pregnant. It's when you don't get a period, which is definitely almost... Are you talking about plan B or no, a yeah. different... No, she's no. talking about, she's she's talking about the actual abortion pill. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So plan B, you can take like the next day when you have seventy-two hours. Yeah. You have unprotected sex, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking her situation where she's married. Mm-hmm. She didn't take. Maybe you missed a pill or whatever, right? Or the pill just didn't work. Pill didn't work. It just didn't work. I mean, I'm. Yeah. I mean, I used condoms. Was on the pill. Didn't work. I mean, yep. yeah. So I was like, I'm such a fucking statistic. <laughs> Actually, my daughter is a walking statistic right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But you still wouldn't have been eligible for that because you would already pass the point no. of the abortion pill. The RU46, not the day after pill. Right. I think those are two different things. Those are definitely yes, two different yes. things. Yeah. And the reason why I was asking you for clarification. Because they give you that when you're in the hospital if you've been assaulted right. or whatever. And yeah. the only reason why I was asking for clarification because I know that a lot of people confuse the morning after pill with the oh, yeah. abortion yes. pill, right? And um, the morning after pill is when you know you've had an accident. But sometimes you just don't fucking know. Right. Right? You don't know. And things happen. You can't remember. The, you got, y'all the, were drunk. You don't yeah, remember the, if you used the, a condom. The more the, the RU46 is given at an abortion center. Right. Or yes. at a Planned Parenthood center yes. who's will, who um, is uh, capable of carrying that. 
Because like in states like in Oklahoma, that's the only thing you can do. And it's the only thing you can do is the RD486. Right. If you what, have to have a surgical procedure, you have to come to Texas. What really so. is interesting to me is about the hypocrisy that surrounds this all this whole thing. You know, Republicans almost always taught themselves as being constitutionalists who believe in Ugh. the fundamentals of the rights that are given to people in the Constitution. They use it when they talk about their guns. Or small like government. People, they want small, small government. government. They talk right? about that. They don't, they don't want government to intrude on people. And here we are. Except they, for this. And they want to be entering, entering into people's uteruses, their bedrooms, their vaginas, and telling them what they can and cannot do, what they can handle, what they cannot handle. And, and not only are they saying you can't have an abortion after six weeks, they're talking about charging you with murder oh, yeah. if you do. And here's the other thing, too. If you miscarry, there can possibly be an investigation Absolutely. upon you to see if it was a forced miscarriage mm-hmm. or if you did something to cause that miscarriage. Miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Miscarriage. Um, and then you can you can subsequent, sub, sub, subsequently. Thank you. That's a, that's a big word to say. We had a ball of red wine. Subsequently, subsequently. Oh, look at you. I can do it in both accents. Oh. Um, but they can potentially. Oh. <laughs> I found a better word, Michelle. <laughs> Charge you with murder if they feel like you caused your miscarriage. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I know. And I want to talk about that for just a minute because we have a friend that had <sighs> a very desired pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And mm. around 11, 12 weeks is when she had a miscarriage. And in Texas, they were already starting the shit where you were going to have to have a funeral for the remains. Right. Yeah. Which is <clears throat> oh, God. it is insane. But I just think about her and her husband and the fact that they wanted this baby. So and bad. And the fact man. that someone might put her through a criminal investigation right. to find out if she threw herself down the stairs or took some pills or did God knows what right. in and order to force a miscarriage. And to force a fucking rage. <laughs> I know. For into so that, that friend that we're speaking of that actually called me moments after she found out that the fetus was no longer viable. And the first thing she said was, I need to fucking donate some money. And she mm. was saying, I'm faced with possibly having to go through something where I have to bury the remains or whatever. And this is not something I want to do. I want to get it the procedure done with and I want to move on with my she life had to and take care of myself. She had to have a dancey, right? right? And take care of my baby and my husband and take care of my family. I don't want to do a whole hoopla and this is going to be more harmful to my psyche to go through this because I didn't want to lose this pregnancy. I, nature happened and I lost it but now I'm faced with the government imposing itself on how I deal with my most intimate and private moments. Even the people who do want to carry these pregnancies are put into corners where they have to decide what they're going to do when situations happen. It is so intrusive. Without even getting into the distinction of what it looks like or what pregnancy is or when it's viable, when it's not, people have constitutional rights. That's what all of this is about. I should be able to make my decisions according to the Constitution about how I'm going to handle my own bodily anatomy, the things that are going on with me. If I take birth control or if I have to get health care that involves getting an abortion due to whatever circumstance, I don't have to justify it to you. I have to make that decision and I have to live with that. I'm not coming to your house asking you for money to get one. I'm not asking for your permission. 
I just want to be able to make my own health decisions when I have to make them. And I feel like when you tell people that most people will go out and have abortions, have a difficult time with it, it's almost as justifying it. But I think it's important to make that distinction that no one says, I'm going to go and get pregnant so I can go and get an abortion. It's something yeah. that happens unexpectedly and mm-hmm. then you have to make that health care choice. I would, I would advise anybody who is on the fence to go to, I mean, just you don't even have to go inside. Right, just just go to um, I forget what the street Turtle Creek whatever street in Dallas, Greenville. And, um, no, it's not Greenville. It's it's there's one in Turtle. It's Lemon oh, Lemon okay. Avenue Turtle Creek whatever in Dallas. Because oh. um, I mean I've I've taken a couple of friends there and mm-hmm. the, and the shit that you have to walk through, mm-hmm. like I took a girlfriend and we had to walk through nuns showing us pictures of all kinds of horrendous shit. I'm always right. surprised more people don't get arrested because especially a person like you with your personality <laughs> I can totally see you punching a fucking nun. Don't go friend through seeing yeah. that yeah. shit. And yeah. I, I have been one of the people that volunteers to walk the women into yeah. the clinic and basically shield them to all the people who are yes. harassing them at some of the most yes. difficult times in their lives. I wish and I could I, do that. I don't have the temperament. I, I'm going to punch somebody. Yeah. I'm going to end and up in fucking You would jail. think that I would but I, I was there for that, 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 for that, that, person. that woman, that, that person who needed support. You have to hold your temperament. She didn't have family support. Can, yeah. She didn't have boyfriend, husband support. Um, and then once we, you enter the clinic, I mean, you see the, the, the many faces of the women there. And I guarantee you, nobody's fucking sh- popping champagne bottles. Yeah. Nobody's got balloons. And most often women yeah. are in and there I have, crying. I have yeah. something to say about that because I, I think... A lot of, especially women who, who've had the perfect pregnancy or even pregnancy with a tiny bit of difficulty where maybe you had some Braxton Hicks or maybe you had a little bit of high blood pressure. So you think that that gives you authority on deciding, well, I've had a difficult pregnancy, so I know what it's like. And I think all women should just be patient. Let me just garbage. That's trash. So yeah, I, have, I, I myself have not had an abortion. But I have had so many procedures done on my cervix and my uterus. Um, I can promise you that if the, the physical pain of an abortion is anything like having a biopsy of your cervix or <laughs> constant yeah. cramps or all, of, like, all of the various things that have happened, if it's anything like that, it's not enjoyable, and it's not yeah. something that women are going to do more than once as a form of birth control. No. I am so fucking sick and tired of, people saying of they these use people it. saying that, oh, these women use it as birth control. Go fuck yourself. Right. Put a yeah. uterus in your belly. <laughs> right. And walk around with that shit for a fucking week. And yeah. also, these people that say <laughs> that women are using it as birth control. Do you know how much an abortion costs? Mm. Yeah. Depending on how far along you are, I think the starting rate is $500. Yeah. But also, before we even get there, let's talk about the accessibility of birth control. How easy is it to get birth control? We're still at a point where we're fighting people who own corporations who say, I don't want to provide birth control and tell them that they can impose that on their employees. Yeah. Right. So there are, Hey, Hobby Lobby. There, hey, Hobby Lobby. We see you. Yeah. There are factors to all of this. I'm one, I'm one of those women who almost died having a child. Right. Yes. I, I had a procedure 
to basically put a balloon on my cervix where my legs were up in the air with 19 people looking down my most intimate parts to get that baby it was out. a learning hospital. Yeah, yeah, teaching hospital. Right, yeah. and then only to go home and almost die of post-eclampsia that was completely and totally ignored. But I would never impose that on anyone. Like, the decision to carry a pregnancy and carry a pregnancy to term and eventually have a child comes with you understanding that there are all these different factors and it is okay if you don't want to deal with any of that shit. It's you a decide huge risk. You it don't is want to. It's an enormous risk on, on all of our lives. Especially at a time where people are not investing in the maternal mortality rate where yes, people yes. who are carrying children well, are dying. In Georgia. Ray, <laughs> Ray, right here, baby. Right here, baby. Same level. Same level, Ray. You go say it. Go ahead, girl. So Georgia has the highest maternal mortality rate in the country in the country for all women for all women, all women. texas you're leading it for black women or is it black women or women of color it's women black, of women. Women. black, black women. women okay but georgia's also because georgia's population has a high percentage of black women it is also a high a high percentage of those maternal mortality rates they're talking about are black women mm-hmm. so black women are disproportionately affected in yes. georgia but overall, Georgia has the worst. For all women. So just to distinct. They're fucking bit, all yeah. women. I mean, here's the thing. Georgia and Texas, you're fucking it up. Yeah. You're both yes. terrible. You're killing yes. us all. Terrible. I mean, Michi, and there is a story. Right. Yeah. yeah. Serena I mean, Williams she, shared her story where she almost fucking died after having a baby. I mean, it's, this, and this just leads to that. fucking insane. I mean, and I know we're talking about Georgia. Right. But Ohio is talking about this. Uh, if you have an eptopic pregnancy. Well, topic, Georgia is as well. Talking, oh, they are too about yes. reimplanting, oh, which just doesn't move it. fucking exist. Just yes. move it into your uterus. No, so let's oh, talk about Jesus that. Christ. Yes. Oh, wow. So, um, <laughs> wow. So, you can't, so let's. It let's, doesn't exist. Let's take a step back and, and level set with what everyone, what we're talking about. Is All that right, they have plugged. said their plan is that for if you have an ectopic pregnancy, you are to have that reimplanted. That that is the medical procedure that's supposed to happen. That's what's in the law. However, you can't reimplant an ectopic pregnancy. That's medically, scientifically impossible. It's not a thing. So we've got a life-saving surgery needs to be done to save a person whose life is in jeopardy because they've got an ectopic. Why is that so hard to say? An ectopic pregnancy. That's not allowed. A make-believe procedure that supposedly saves neither the fertilized egg nor the life of the mom whose life is in jeopardy, that's required. But does that mean that you can expect those that carry the pregnancy to die? Absolutely. It just it I, it, makes me want to well, rage. It just, it just goes to show you who's writing these fucking laws. They're not consulting physicians. And if they are, they're consulting physicians that got a medical degree in 1810. Yeah, right. Right. Right, who still thought uh, female orgasms was hysteria. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what? This is the reason why we need more doctors and scientists in Congress. And you know what? Dr. fucking Burgess of Texas 26, I'm fucking looking at you. Yeah. You're an obstetrician. <laughs> and you're supposed to tell people how science fucking works, but because you're so focused on re-election, you're going along with the dumbasses of the world when you know better. And it's a special kind of award that goes to someone who is smart and chooses to be a fucking dumbass on purpose. Shame yeah. on you. Shame. And according to the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, 
An embryo is not even considered a fetus until eight weeks after fertilization, which, contrary to what stupid people think, fertilization <laughs> doesn't happen at the moment that you fuck. No. Right? No. It's about 10 weeks into a pregnancy. Oh, but you know what would be great, though, is continuing to cut sex education in schools right. for those people who need to know, who are teenagers, who are at the peak of their reproductive... And you know who else might need this sex education? Fucking Congress! Yes! <laughs> I can remember being in Noelle's, um, sorry babe, I said your name. It's okay. She loves you. <laughs> we love you, Noelle. In, in her freshman preschool meeting or whatever in uh, Woodrow Wilson High School in Dallas, Texas. Um, and they were talking about the sex education. This is in Dallas, Texas. Y'all, Dallas, Texas. Major fucking city in the United States. Okay. <laughs> and their sex education was abstinence. Do you know what I did? A big, huge guffaw that was so loud because I was in Dallas, Texas, right? I mean, I grew up in small town, Texas, so I could expect that in little fucking towns, you know, that I grew up in, right? Population 1500. But I'm in Dallas, Texas, and they were like abstinence, Rosebud, Hamilton, sorry guys, it is what it is. (laughs) You all know. Um, I was appalled that they said that their basis of sex education was going to be abstinence. I guffawed. Just just burst out in laughter. And I had these parents looking at me, and my own daughter even looked at me, who knew from the... from Because she'd been taught. Well, from age three to four, like she, by age five, I was getting calls from the kindergarten garden. She's kindergarten giving the whole anatomy because, lesson. Because some kid tried to tell her that they were having a baby brother or sister. Dropped by a store. And it was coming out of her mom's tummy, and Noelle goes, no, you're wrong, it's coming out of your mom's vagina. So, not the vagina. The vagina. Well, she had a little speech thing. But she knew her shit, though. She knew her shit. And she not only knew that, she also knew the penis went into the vagina. The vagina. The vagina wall. <laughs> she knew her shit. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it is what it is. But my daughter knew, right? So we both were like, what? What the hell? This is in Dallas. This is a huge metropolitan city. Right. And they're only going to teach abstinence? Are you fucking kidding me? Because it's happening at, at state lunch. And then four weeks later, what does my daughter tell me? Two kids two kids got caught fucking in the bathroom. Of course. <laughs> when I was in middle school, when I was in middle school, I had a whole controversy where we were seventh graders and there was a kid who got caught giving another kid a blowjob in the middle and of class. Did, is this when you went to a nice little private school? No, this is in public school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it matters. And, no. But no, I'm just curious because, you know, usually yeah, you hear those. Right. And But the thing about it that bothers me the most is that we have an opportunity to, to take care of women and really give good health care, especially at a time where the United States likes to say that they're at the forefront of a lot of things going on in the world, and we're number one in all sorts of shit, but the thing about it is, the United States is the most dangerous place to give birth in the developed world, mm-hmm. and that's just not acceptable. No, it's, it's not, not at all. What, what bo- I, I think what boggles my mind so much is that women are, are over 50% of the, of the population. Right. And I don't know how much of that 50, over 50% is a voting age. Yeah. But it boggles my mind that there are women, so many women, actual election year after election year, that vote for this kind of stuff. Right. Right? And whether they just... I mean, maybe it's an innate religious thing. I, I don't know. Because where they it's feel, a, it, they don't it's have... It's a cult thing? It's where not they, even a... 
it's a, the fact that they don't have can access. they not see is it identity politics they, what no, is it no 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 they don't have access and they don't have friends in these other situations in these other worlds where all of these things happen these are uh, well-to-do white women. Oh no, the, who, some of them have had abortions. But Jen, oh, the thing yeah, no, they it. have abortions because they just don't want to have a pregnancy. These are well-to-do. Look, this is the shit that I was raised in. Yeah. Okay, this is the deep south white women keep this kind of shit quiet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna it's okay do, for me. I'm gonna do my thing, but I'm I've decided that the reason you're having an abortion is wrong. So these are these are well-to-do white women who don't understand that a many 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 women don't have access to quality health care before, during, and after a pregnancy. So they don't know that they're the pregnancy that they're having is life-threatening. Yada yada yada. I mean, or, I, I or could go down that long list. Pregnancy. Right. So, but well-to-do white women who have constant health care already haven't had to face the same situations that a lot of other women have had to face. And obviously all of these women who are against abortion have never been told when your baby is born, he's going to live for an hour in great agony and then die. But not they, even that, not even that. Like, because these that's women such a have small percentage. That's right. such a small percentage of late-term abortion. I'm talking about the women who, like we just talked about. But they, I'm trying to They explain. go and have an abortion at 12 weeks. It's okay for them, but it's not okay right. for the, but the I'm, women down the street. I'm trying to explain something, though. These women don't are in a serious bubble. And I hate saying this because so many people misrepresent and misconstrue what this bubble means. A bubble means that you have no access to people that live real lives, that have real problems, that... Um, you know, are not sheltered and, you know, protected by money and wealth and, mm-hmm. and whiteness. Um, so all of these, these women that keep voting the pro-life vote don't fucking get it. Well, it's because they know, they know no matter what, they'll always be able to go have one. Right, and it's it's imposing your identity politics on someone else to get what you want, Mm -hmm. but knowing that you're... I don't even think it's it's that they want to have an abortion for themselves, because I I genuinely think many of them, and a lot of this, you know, if they were faced with an unexpected pregnancy, that they would not get an abortion. I I believe that the majority of those pro-life women would not get an abortion. They may give the baby up for adoption. They may end up becoming shitty moms. Hmm. You know, but... <laughs> See, I think they would. But I don't think that they... I think I the majority too. of them would choose not to get an abortion if faced with that choice. My thing is, I don't think a lot of these women have stepped outside of their bubble long enough to be educated or to, to be in personal contact with all of these various different women in these various different situations and whether it's medically or financially or whatever they just they're not they're not looking outside of themselves they cannot see past the end of their own nose to understand well, and they don't understand that it's million. not their that it's not that it's their choice they shouldn't impose their choice on other people but right. see, I exactly don't know if i necessarily agree with that because republican women almost always impose standards on other people that they can't abide by yeah. themselves no, no no i agree with you because my mom is one of them when I got Hi, pregnant, the first, she ain't listening to she this. Will never she will never to listen to this. My um. And they're not giving it up for adoption. I can just I can vouch for that. When I got pregnant with AJ, 
the rich white women or not. I was, 20, I was 22, 23, and she tried to convince me to get an abortion. Little Miss Conservative Republican tried to convince me because to get an abortion. Because shit happened in her backyard. Because, right. because then it would just start getting complicated for her. And because it brought shame upon her. So and that's it brought what shame upon and her. And that's why I say that I don't think that those women are not, not getting abortions because they believe no, in that right. shit. And I said, but that's why I that's why I, I made sure to clarify that mm-hmm. the majority of these pro-life I would say the women. Married, I would say the married wealthy white women, right? I'm not going to get into the details. Yeah. I'm just going to say I, I truly believe the majority of the pro-life women would not choose to get an abortion themselves, and that's fine. I just want them to shut the fuck up when another <laughs> woman decides she wants an abortion. Right. Sit down and shut the fuck up. Make choices for your own life. I don't give a fuck. I don't know. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to give them the credit for saying that they won't do shit that they impose on other people. Um, because they historically have. They will fucking vote for Trump and show up at the women's rally and yeah. go, oh, women. Right, um, right. But more so than anything, the reason why I'm pro-choice is that being pro-choice for me doesn't involve me imposing my beliefs on anybody else. Yeah. It means that I believe that you can make your own decisions, that you're capable, and I don't have to intervene. And another woman getting an abortion has no effect on my life. What you eat and does you know not what? make me shit. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? Growing, your, well, real quick, yeah. growing up, the idea of an abortion sounded awful to me. Until the time I found myself with a one-year-old, sorry, a 10-month-old, and I was pregnant. Right. And I knew I was not having another kid, and I got an abortion. You and already knew. Oh, my God, look exactly. how fucking hard this I is. I am not yeah. doing this again. And I got to tell you, for a woman who has had a child and goes to get an abortion, that is a much harder decision oh, yeah. than the person that's never had one. Yeah. So, fuck Because you people. already know. Because you already know what it's like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the other piece I wanted to talk about was the other thing that people don't really think about, which is IVF. So this law already has a provision that declares, quote, unborn children are a class of living distinct persons that require full legal recognition. Hmm. All right. right. Can I just ask a question? Yes. Why do people feel that the onus is on them to determine when life is considered life? I have no idea. I have no idea. Because we don't have the answers to that. Well, Nobody no. has an answer to that. No, and the other. Well, piece, but the King James Bible, King James Bible does. <laughs> well, okay, and you brought I know, up a good point. I know, I know, I know. I can find that. twenty verses. <laughs> I can find twenty verses no. that talk about they're performing abortions all the time in the Bible. But I know. Okay, I, I know, I know. So, but that is a good point because I forgot to mention this earlier. Is that there? We call this a heartbeat bill, but it really needs to be called a so-called heartbeat bill. Because it bans abortion after the point where a fetal heartbeat can be detected. But that often occurs as early as six weeks into a pregnancy when an ultrasound may be able to detect the pulsing of what will become the fetus's heart. At this point, it's like there is a scientific explanation I read. It's too convoluted. Is it that because maybe because the it's heart is one of the first things to develop to pump blood to all of the other cells that are to develop? I'm not a scientist, but right. I wonder but if it's it not is even an actual heart. It's yeah, the, right. the part yeah. cells and whatnot right. that will become a heart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So the billboards are lying to you guys on the yeah. roads in fucking Texas, Louisiana, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Oklahoma. Arkansas, Oklahoma. The whole South. <laughs> yeah. And the North. And yeah. the West. And the East. And I, I do believe that Republicans have done a fantastic job of making oh, their case by labeling by, by bringing ingenious. in that where life begins thing because yes. they're making their case, even though they don't know. 
where life truly begins, they give you this idea and then impose that on you. And then they've been fantastic at that messaging, which is hard hard to fight. They have been. Yeah. Okay, so back to the um, piece about the specific language about... Uh, unborn children being a class of living distinct persons with full legal recognition. Can I take insurance out on that person? Well, yeah. Can I, I saw, claim, can I I claim saw, on my taxes? Can, exactly. Can I claim when they ooh, When they die, ooh. can I collect insurance policy? So, do men start paying child support at conception? Ooh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, If nice. I have a miscarriage that the courts have deemed as an actual medical miscarriage, do I get my life insurance policy? Do I get social security on that child for the rest exactly. of their life? For, for the exactly. next, like, 18 years? All of yeah. that stuff. Uh, uh, uh. But the other thing I want to talk about with that is that if these embryos are granted the full legal rights, that's gonna have a lot of repercussions on the process of in vitro because if you're not familiar with in vitro the eggs are fertilized outside the womb mm -hmm. for a future transfer to a uterus with the hopes of a potential pregnancy and remember that not all embryos transferred during an IVF cycle result in an actual pregnancy so those are abortions right as many fail to implant in the uterine wall or otherwise result in a miscarriage so we've got our miscarriages again let's mm -hmm. make sure did mom do anything let's put her in court let's mm -hmm. figure this out and if a woman can be prosecuted for, quote-unquote, causing a miscarriage, it's entirely possible that she could be prosecuted for participating in a procedure with a risk of miscarriage or even being forced to try to gestate all of the embryos that she created. So think about that. If you've ever known anyone that went through IVF, they might put in, they might look at these eggs, they fertilize them and say, okay, out of these 10 eggs, we'll we had five. It. Well, they'll say, we got eight that fertilized. Great. Now we're going to put all eight of those in. And out of those Optimum. eight. Well, no. And then out of eight, yeah. those four, four of them are viable. Mm -hmm. Well, your chances of them going to term decrease with the amount of, that you have. And so in a lot of cases, you don't see a lot of quads. You see twins and triplets. And why is that? Because they choose to quote unquote reduce right what the, what are they doing they are choosing to terminate that pregnancy yeah. now granted it's not very i will tell long. you a lot of pro-life people don't believe in the all ivf and icf and all that stuff which is there's which is which so is, in their it, mind that's not a fetus well no they don't believe in doing that they believe the only way you should procreate is man and woman fuck I've seen a it. lot of different so people. Oh, I think there's mixed the, the, the hardcore, the hardcore pro-life people, yes. right? Oh. Who believe you should only ha you should only have sex when you're ovulating, right? But what or, do they think about IVF? So if the IVF, if the eggs are implanted, if the fertilized eggs are implanted at that point, what do they think that she needs to carry them to term? Yeah. And if she dies when because she has she eight dies. viable fetuses she in dies. there, she dies. too bad, so sad. It's God's choice. And not just that. If she dies, if all of those children die, so be it. But if mom could have lived when she reduced to just twins, then that would have been that's that was wrong. So no babies is better just, than two babies. So it was just right. in the cards, Jen. It's just what it's <sighs> just yeah, you know. And this yeah. is why I say it has more so to do with identity politics. These are yeah. sick people, people getting reelected than actually understanding the need. They don't really that women they don't really have care. for healthcare. Yeah. But here's the other piece. Okay, so going back to the IVF thing is that a lot of times as they're looking at them, they'll screen the embryos that are created through IVF for potentially fatal genetic disorders. Um, because let's be honest, a lot of times when women are going through IVF, they're not doing it in their 20s. Mm -hmm. You know, they're a little older, they're doing things, there's a lot of risk for um, different disorders. And so they might screen through those 
then consider, okay, this one has a disorder, so let's not use this one. And by doing that, if they're going to make that a crime, that would in fact, or in effect, force many children to be born with conditions that are guaranteed to cause their often painful deaths. So, I mean, we've, we've got two different spectrums of this. <laughs> that we're not going to take, that they don't want to take care of. Exactly. Right. So, we've got two different spectrums of this because we talk about a lot of the fact that there are women that are lower working class, whatever, that are doing these things. But the women that are having... Yeah. IVF, in a lot of cases, most they're not poor people having IVF. No, it costs $40,000 every right. time you do it. If you've got your insurance Minimum. that covers it, you might get a little bit luckier. Yeah. But it's still definitely middle to upper class and on. Yeah. So I really find this interesting that if for no other reason that that would have gotten passed by the Republicans. I really, and the only thing I can think of is that they're not thinking that through. And so that's going to be the kind of right. shit that gets going. No, because they're men. They don't think they are. anything they are. through. That's true. Here's, I, want, true. I want to put, let, let me explain something to everybody that's listening. When it comes to pregnancy and mammals on this planet, whether it's um, opossums or humans or dolphins or cows or horses or dogs or cats, whatever, it's, it's the science of fertilizing an egg and and all of the cells coming together in the right way, the statistics are a lot higher than people understand of how many times a woman can miscarry without even knowing it. You know, sometimes, the, the, yeah, sure, the egg gets fertilized, maybe, and then 20, maybe within 24 hours, it just doesn't take. And you think it's a period. And you think it's a period or a little bit of spotting, or it could be something major, you know, further into the pregnancy. And you, have, I mean, that, that's science. That's nature. Yes. We are not, we are not literal incubators where we are like boxes of plastic yeah. that you put a bubble into, and hey, there's a baby inside of a sack. That's not how it works, people. <laughs> so it's perfectly natural for a body to reject something right. that did not develop properly. Right. And I, you, my just, fear too is that the the prosecution against miscarriages will turn into women not going to their doctor mm-hmm. when right. they fear they've had a miscarriage and they're still bleeding. Yes. Because you can start hemorrhaging. Are the mater- right? Because um, I've, expe- I've actually experienced I've experienced that before, <clears throat> where um, I just kept bleeding and bleeding and bleeding, and then I went to the doctor and she's like, well. I think you probably just had a miscarriage and mm-hmm. you're, you're bleeding. She's like, I'm going to give you, and she, it was basically strong birth control, mm-hmm. right? Where she's mm-hmm. just like, you just need to take this for the next four or five days. Right. And she's like, you may have to have a DNC. I don't know yet. Luckily I didn't have to have one. I didn't lose that much blood where I had to have a blood transfusion. Um, but I'm afraid women won't do that for fear of prosecution right. or right. investigation and they'll just fucking die. Yeah, the leading cause of abortions is God slash Mother Nature, however you want to look at it. Because more women have natural miscarriages they don't even than know about. anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you said, there's mm-hmm. a lot of women that have it so early on, they just think, oh, I was two weeks late, but there's my period, I'm good. Right. No, you might have you just you had probably a And yeah, there's you another element to this that, that is disturbing to me, is that, yeah, they make an exception for... Victims of incest or rape and... So that abortion's okay. So, But no, then how many of those people are going to go in and be believed right off bat that they've been raped or they're going to be... None of them. Basically asked to prove their rape or their well, incest because it's going to be... Oh, well, oh, it's just an excuse. And that was Alabama's... Alabama's amendment to their version of the bill was the same thing, is that if the... Um, 
suspect in the rape case mm -hmm. was found to be not guilty, then you would be prosecuted for a false claim. Yeah. Because the justice system gets it so right, right yeah, every right. time. Because despite the fact that we say they're found not guilty, that doesn't mean innocent. Mm -hmm. It just means that the case was not stated to such a We're extent. We're throwing away hundreds of thousands of rape kit yeah. tests. Yes. Because we don't have the money to fund testing them. But we have the money to do this shit? Yeah. You know... Let's just let's It's like we could go on all night about this. I know, like we're just I know. like they're oh my god, this is like it's endless and, and all of the women How are they gonna keep up with all this shit? And all of they them don't. listening to it. It's our justice system is already. Or are they or are they gonna turn their attention to this instead of rape kits? That's right. my fear. It's it's all about giving your base a boner and a heart on so that uh -huh. they can get all fucking excited to come to the polls. But I don't, I don't, for me, I think it's a distraction. The, the issue of abortion, I don't care where you think life begins. I don't care what your thoughts or your religious beliefs or whatever it is. I have a fundamental belief that what happens with a person's body is their choice. It doesn't even have to be a constitutional right. It is my earthly right to do what the fuck I want to do with my body and yep. you not intervene. Whatever I yep. do with my body is consensual to me and me only. Yes. It's what right. I decide and you don't to have do. A right to, and to I don't have any to law. and you don't have a right to impose any law about what I do with myself. And I have to justify that to you using religion, the constitution, or politics. I am me and I get to do what I want to do with me as long as it's not hurting anyone else. Exactly. Oh, that is a perfect way to end it. Great way to end it in the segment, yeah. Michelle. Right? Fuck y'all. So fuck off. I will do whatever the fuck I want with them. <laughs> and the so. resistance goes on. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So we're going to take a quick bake. We'll be right back. Ooh, bake? Could you take a quick bake? I, I, promise. I promise. I promise we will bake. Because we don't need to do that. And we'll, come back with, <laughs> we'll come back with Mishy's asshole and Ray's family day. <laughs> So one, two, three, fourth bottle in? Yes. Ooh, because mm -hmm. I love you. The favorite. Because I brought out the hidden yes. bottle. Yes. That's what I was going to say. My favorite thing about this bottle is that it's spontaneous. <laughs> um, we'd run out of wine and Michelle just like dropped it in front of me and I was like, I love you. <laughs> um, it is appropriately named because it's called Manege this is of course it's the bottle I have. <laughs> of course it's the bottle Michelle has. It is a 2017 California red wine, so it's definitely aged a little bit. And I believe we've had this variety on the show before. Yeah, we have. But there's um, a lot of different menage a trois. No, this particular red this wine This one, variety. the red wine blend. Yes. Okay. And yep, and it comes in at 13.5% alcohol. And this is Perfect. made <laughs> in California. And it has notes of jam. Um, and uh, plum and cherry and a little black pepper. Um, and it's definitely a dry, as most cabs are with this particular variety, especially a Californian variety. So, there's a lot of connoisseur. Very exciting. Here we go. Here we go. You I'm ready? gonna pop, pop that shit. shit. Woo! <laughs> glug, glug. Glug, glug, me, sis. <clears throat> yes, baby. I'm getting hammered. Pop that bottle, <laughs> baby. Pop that bottle, bottle. Where's your glass, Ray Ray? I'm, I'm a designated driver tonight. Oh, you're just stop it. Stop it. Mo for me, bitch. So, uh, before I get into the other segments, um, 
Missy had a birdie, guys. Yay! <gasps> this is your birthday song. It isn't very long. <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> I turned 29 this year. Ooh. I'm really excited. I'm happy like for about real 29 for, or the fake 29? No, for real 29. Okay. <laughs> I was born 1990. Um, so wise for your age. She's such a baby. But I, I had a moment yesterday when Quentin was trying to force me to go to a restaurant. I was like, I just want to go to sleep and like eat wing stop. And he was like, No, we're gonna fucking go to a restaurant. And then I was like, Fine, I want to go to Holy. Quentin Hands. said the f word. Yes, he put his foot down on me yesterday. Oh he was like, God. We're gonna go to a restaurant. So I was like, Fine, we'll go to Holy Hands. I'll get some you know steak and mashed potatoes, and we'll take the girls. And I ordered dessert, and I saw him go after the waiter, and I was like, and I was like, what's going on? And he was like, nah, I was just telling him all the things I wanted to dessert, and five minutes later, they brought this beautiful red velvet cake with my name on it. The clapping. Apparently, Quinn had gone to the waiter and was like, don't give that bitch no dessert. I bought all this cake. She's going to eat this cake. (laughs) Um, So I had a really good time. He showed up to my job. With balloons and flowers. Oh my god! He did. He came into the office and everybody was like, who's the dude with the flowers and the gray sweatpants? They're like, we thought Ray was your wife. (laughs) He wore the gray sweatpants. He wore the gray sweatpants. Um, and then... And then and then he had and and he had Zozo on his arm, so all oh the God. girls at the office was like, "Who's the dude with the like, baby?" With the baby, so and he took me. He to was popping all the uterus. He was uterine, <laughs> <laughs> uterine, <laughs> And he took me to lunch, and I had a good birthday, and I had a time to reflect, and I just was like looking at how blessed I am in friendship, having you guys. This pot has been a blessing to me. We don't the, even like you. I know you guys. You guys <laughs> barely tolerate me. Yeah, um, but for all of the things that I have going on in my life, I am truly blessed. I have good friendships. I have a good husband and a good family. And I'm just thankful for all of it. And 29 was ushered in. Happy birthday, Missy. We love you. Happy birthday, baby. I'm so proud of you. 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 I'm so what is question number one? All right, so we're going to start with this first question, and this is from Ace Amberson, and I'm not sure, like, I guess Ace is, is asking us to explain shitty people. So, <laughs> I love you, Ace. So love here's, you, Ace. Here's the question. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of long. Um, Facebook just banned some awful people. The right does not like this because most of the awful people were right, right wing. Hello, why? Hello. Why do some people think being publicly traded means Facebook is owned by the general public and can't ban anyone? Why do these quote-unquote very smart people also think that freedom of speech entitles them to use everyone else's platforms? Why do they suddenly become the pushers of big government interfering with private businesses when it comes to awful people getting taken off of Facebook? So here's my initial answer. Why do you think we know why? What the fuck these people are thinking? <laughs> so, but anyway, my opinion here is, um, yes, Facebook finally, 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 banned pieces of shit like Alex Jones. Alex Jones. He doesn't deserve for me to remember his name. Um, and I think it's a great thing. And if the right doesn't like it, 
tough shit. Well, I just, I think it's, uh, I think it's the market speaking. So these people haven't been banned from life. They're no. not being thrown in prison. No. So it, for those that think this is a, an infringement upon the First Amendment, it's not. This is the market speaking. And if uh, you have sponsors and you're losing those sponsors. You're and you publicly know to, traded. You're publicly traded. And you know to keep those sponsors, you have, I mean, it would just be, it would be like, and I can't remember his name right now because obviously he's a fuck shit. Mm. But there's been people who have been fired from CNN, from saying the N-word or uh, having racial, um, uh, uh, being, yeah. being racist. Race, racist speech, and they've been fired. Right. And why? Because CNN likes to keep their Coke sponsorships, yeah. right? They like their Pepsi exactly. sponsorships. They like their Nike, Adidas, whatever. And so they fire those people, it affects right? Their bottom because they're going to lose. They're going to lose um, viewership. Mm-hmm. And to me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those have the same right to do that. So Alex Jones can go fucking start his own Facebook. He can go start his own Twitter. He can go start his own whatever. He can go play on 4 because that really seems like a better platform for her. He can go play in street traffic for a life. I prefer that. Yeah, I mean, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, nobody's banning him from saying what he wants. And this goes for this goes for any left wing people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that get banned. I mean, um, for uh, little what's what's. His I name? know that right. a lot of people were particularly upset. They were fine with the Milo Yiannopoulos yes. of the world. Yeah, but Alex Jones. But it became really controversial when Louis Farrakhan got banned because a lot of people were upset. Um, and my opinion on it was like the first one I was like, I remember telling you girls, I was like, I like my hate where I can see it. You know, right. I, I, I want... You can still see it. I want all the hateful people to be on all the public platforms so that I can see what the fuck that they're up to and they're not operating in some <clears throat> underlying platform that I don't see because I don't like shit that I don't see coming. Um, but I also respect Facebook being this is our platform, yeah. these are our values, this is what's acceptable, and this is what's not. And if you don't like it, go start your own platform. Yeah. yeah. Go start a podcast. We started a podcast. Yeah. Go do something that you want to do and do it from that platform, but it's just not acceptable on this platform. Um, and I, I mean, I Facebook, feel about it. As face, if Facebook comes to us tomorrow and says, oh, you can't say bitches. Right. You gotta say drunk girls. Then we won't be, be on like, Facebook. Sorry, right. yeah, not right. gonna do it. And I'm it's, not... it's the same thing. Anybody that wants to take on the podcast or whatever, it's like we cuss, we drink wine, and we talk shit. And if that's not your platform, we're talking we about can, abortion. That's what Sorry. we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Right. And so I know that Minister Farrakhan being banned was the most controversial part of this. But I don't think that Facebook did anything wrong. They decided what was acceptable for their platform and what wasn't, and they executed that rightfully so. Uh, Rightfully so. Hello, Hello, wine, cheese. Um, And that's my opinion, is that if you're a publicly traded company, the investors have the last say. And you have to go by that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm the last one. I'll finish this up. My thought was more just um, not so much on the big names, but on the little people that get banned because we've heard, um, I know Jen, I think at one point you said something. Men are trash. Men are trash, thank you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And right. that got her blocked for yeah. like a day or three days yeah. or something like that. And so from my understanding, because I was reading a post where somebody was saying that they had gotten blocked recently, is the first thing is a day, then it's three days, then and it's a week. 30. Yeah, a week, then a month. And I feel the same about that, too. They right. can do that. And that's the thing, is it's theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, my only thing is that they're, and, and I am looking at this definitely from a liberal slant, is that there is a, 
there doesn't seem to be good rhyme or reason in the way they're doing things mm -hmm. because uh, I saw where someone had basically used the insults that Trump has used against somebody else. Mm -hmm. Said that they were a horse face and <laughs> then said that they looked like they were bleeding so from their whatever. <laughs> so this person did it on purpose mm -hmm. and used the words and got banned. And the reason why they got banned was because someone had reported them, which was ironic because he was talking to a Trump supporter. And so he used these insults at a Trump supporter, but he was quoting Trump. And now I got the freaking hiccup, so hopefully I can fight this. <laughs> so here's what I don't know what the ethics are around banning a publicly elected official, because I haven't seen them do that yet. Well, they do ban is individuals Edges. yeah so i don't know what algorithm they're using but they definitely ban people for a lot less shit than what trump has said yeah on oh, exactly. facebook yeah so um it's a little hypocritical I mean, but right. sure but again it's their platform well, right. and, and twitter has gone out of its way to say that we're not going to ban certain things because they're they recognize the fact that it would then ban certain republican elected officials it's like I don't know, maybe if the Republican elected officials are using hate speech. I mean, what does that maybe? tell you about the Republicans? Yeah. And, and, you know, Facebook owns Instagram and WhatsApp. So they've mm -hmm. also then gone and banned the individuals that they banned on Facebook, yeah. on Instagram, and are investigating right. to see if they have any WhatsApp profiles that mm -hmm. they're going to ban them from. But I feel like what's most important about this, if we feel like Facebook has the right to ban whoever they want from their platform, then we should have the same energy all the way through. And we should film the same. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. what's uh, question number two? This is from Laura Trevino, and she wants to know, she says, not to sound like Nancy, but for some of the more progressive ideas like Medicare for All, free college tuition, etc., how are we going to pay for all of these programs and still be attractive to businesses who want to operate in America? Hi, Laura. Love you. Love how you. do we pay for all of these wars and all the necessary shit that we don't need and still manage to do other things? How do we, we have how do we have trillion dollar uh, tax cuts yeah. and pay for everything? Well, obviously we're not because we're taking payday loans on from the treasury. It's all about priorities. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. You get a tank and you get a tank and you, you get, get a tank. tank. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you get an Apache helicopter. The thing about it is that there is a lot of how to use what is the word English speakers? There's a lot of um, beneficial okay. things that we can do by cutting out a lot of non-beneficial things, mm -hmm. but we don't right. want to do them because of politics. Right. The money that we spend on war, a bunch of unnecessary shit, could be spent on healthcare, could be spent on education, but we don't want to do that because it doesn't get us reelected or it doesn't get a, our propaganda and our agendas across. But there's definitely a point where we can look at our budget and look at things that we can cut that are not bringing us any benefit and putting forth things that are going to benefit our society. Yes, it's a matter true. of choice. I think, yeah, I think, too, if you, you I mean, we look at what's happening in Georgia right now with the abortion bills. They're not attracting business. No. In fact, they're losing business. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. Yeah. State of Texas um, has uh, the potential to lose some business. Well, if they the continue bathroom bill. The bathroom right. bill. Did North it, Carolina, we same lost, thing. Did we lose Amazon because of SB4? I'm sorry, the, not as before, the bathroom bill. Yes. We were going to. Okay. We were going to. Okay. And then and then Amazon went up staying here because the bathroom bill was squashed. Okay. Right? So, yeah, no things like that. So, I think that, you know, when you, I don't know, when you talk about attract businesses, my thing is to, you attract businesses to states that are healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, are people going to go want to work in a state where there's no fucking health care? 
nope. where there's no reasonable um, a way to rent a place to live or buy a house or a school that their kid can go to without being fucking shot. I mean, is she talking or, about, is she asking about companies from other countries to come here to America? I mean, are these companies coming from countries that have health care for all and better the, the maternity kid, leave and paternity leave? So, I mean, and, it's, it's right. definitely, it's a valid question. And I just want to so say, look at different angles for I that. just want to say one thing also is that, like, I know that there's this kind of fallacy that the constituency or the citizenry has to be appealing to the companies. You know, the companies have to appeal to the citizenry. Right. Because most often what happens in Frisco or Denton or whatever is that at the city council level, you have people who are offering favors to these companies to come in. So we're paying for them to come into mm -hmm. our cities. Right. When and Nebraska Furniture Mart moved to the colony, they got a 10-year freeze on paying taxes. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so they are not the only getting, company. No, they're, they're getting, just one that I knew about yeah. because they originally wanted to move to Little Elm, and Little Elm said no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's the same reason the wall. There's not a Little Elm, and there's not a Walmart in Little Elm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They moved across the street to Frisco. Right, right, and same thing. Why Jerry wants to build um, his Jerry World in Arlington instead of Dallas. Arlington is happy to give away that shit. That yep. tax money, and they paid yep. for that. Same thing right. with the ballparks. And he's building something in Prosper. Yeah, and why there's the camp in Frisco because they gave shit away. Exactly. Right? They wouldn't do it in the other cities, in Carrollton or and Dallas that's, or And that's happening all over Texas. A big reason why, you know, we're in trouble here in Texas financially is because we have all of these huge companies that have come here because we've pretty much said, hey, if you come here, you don't have to pay any taxes. Yeah, and it's right. not just and taxes either. we don't have either. state property taxes. Right. right. So where is all the, I mean, we don't have state income taxes, I'm sorry. Um, so where is it coming from? Property taxes. Right. From the people who actually pay the property yes. taxes. Which is why a bunch of people are for Frisco into me and Jen's neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> and it's then so true. Side, no, it's so true. Yeah. But you also hear stories every single day. I can look on my Facebook feeds at my friends that have houses that are just like, I'm challenging my property tax values. What yeah. about you? And all yeah. of them are figuring out how to challenge those mm -hmm. things. And these companies aren't just getting tax breaks. Mm -hmm. So let's... I mean, they're getting That's they're getting breaks it. on water bills, mm -hmm. electricity mm -hmm. bills. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Contracting, all of that. So. So. So Laura, you know. I think the answer here is about priorities, and we can pay for whatever we prioritize, and we can keep pushing for the right thing. Right. And we yeah. need to start with having our corporations pay their fair the share of taxes. taxes. Yeah. Absolutely, Jen. And the other piece of it to what you were saying about the Medicare for All thing, like. Um, I guess a hundred years ago, because I'm realizing how fast time flies. Okay, let's just say in the 1930s or 40s, when my grandpa had a job, he got his paycheck for everything that he earned. Mm -hmm. And now, when I get a paycheck, I don't know about you, but I look at a big old section that's deductions. <laughs> oh, you know the section where somebody else got your money before you got some? Yeah. Right, because I gave out money for my health care, my vision care, my dental care, my life insurance, all those different deductions that are considered part of my pay. Social because, Security. Well, I mean, I'm not even talking about those. I'm just talking about like the oh, medical okay. the benefits package yeah. that you get, that mm -hmm. quote-unquote lovely benefits package <laughs> that, you know, um, some people are luckier than others. Their companies pay a lot bigger portion of their mm -hmm. premiums. And, you know, if I, I'm going to just round down, make it a nice even number. If I'm getting $100 a paycheck out that is for my premiums, 
I have an, I know for my personal plan, I have an HSA, health savings account. I have $55 a month or $55 paycheck taken out for that. Right. In addition to that, I also have a deductible, co-insurance, co-pays, uh, out of pocket. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about just the medical aspect oh, of it. Oh, well, okay. So all Short of that Short-term disability, long-term disability. Right, but I'm just talking about stuff. like the medical. Yeah. So just the medical aspect. So I'm looking at the portions that I pay, but then my company matches because my my company contributes to my HSA. But then there's the unseen portion of whatever the remainder of my health insurance cost mm-hmm. is that my company is paying, quote unquote, paying for me mm-hmm. because it's a benefit. Mm-hmm. But... I don't have the option to say, you know what? I want absolutely zero health insurance. So it's not just that I don't want to pay a premium. Whatever you would have paid towards my health insurance, add that to my paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to take that home. Yeah. That's not an option. No. But yet you tack that on as a benefit. Mm-hmm. And so if all companies have to start paying that as a tax to the government, so that whatever $150 that I was talking about that I pay every paycheck, if that now becomes an increase in my taxes, mm-hmm. plus the out-of-pocket and deductible and co-insurance, that mm-hmm. also gets kind of factored in. You figure, okay, let's add that a little bit to my taxes. So my personal taxes go up a little bit, but at the end of the day, I may not notice a net loss right. because I'm still taking home the same amount because I don't have to pay shit for healthcare. And my company is feeling a little bit of a loss because they are now paying that to the government as opposed to paying it to the health insurance company that implements my plan, that's how we pay for some of that. That's a huge portion of how we pay for that. Right, Right. yeah. So for all of our drug delegates, I wanted to let y'all know that we before last, we were guests on the Alley Rally on the Red Stream. Do we remember the- Fishbowl Network. Fishbowl Network. Uh, I was trying to think of the date. May 2nd? May 1st. May 1st. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was close. I was close. A lot of wine, Michigan. Yes. A lot of wine. I know. I know. Internet radio. Internet radio. We will share the link on all of our social media mm-hmm. so y'all can check that out. It was a two-hour segment, and we broke it up a little bit. So Ray and, Ray and me, Michelle, were on the first part, and then Michi and Jen were on the second part. It was really fun. It was interesting. I can't wait to go back. Thank you so much. To um, Rick McNeely. To Ray, say, I'm sorry. Rick McNeely. Thank you so much, Rick, for having us. We had a You're great so time. so wonderful. So wonderful to us to bring us on when we're just, you know, brand new starting out on this and to take an interest in us and learn about our podcast and everything. We just really appreciate and it. And telling us that we can come back whenever we want. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rick. Ray, you ready? You, you an, an asshole. asshole. You uh, an asshole. Uh, Baby, you an asshole. Uh, uh, <laughs> you an asshole. <laughs> So before we do <laughs> Mishy's Asshole of the Week, we actually have an update, oh, right? Yes, we do. We an asshole up- got bleached. <laughs> oh, we have an asshole update. I'm so excited for Mishy to tell everybody. I am truly excited. On Chad. On Chad. <laughs> oh, Chad. Um, so. Here at Drunk Bitches and Politics, we love a really good ending. Um, <laughs> especially for assholes <laughs> especially for assholes and for those of you who remember last week we reported on Chad we didn't know his real name but um, <laughs> we, we dubbed him Chad Chad was the kid who did the very inappropriate promposal and went and held up a sign that said um, 
If I were black, I'd be picking cotton, but I'm not, so I'm picking you for prom, and it was really just terrible. Asshole. Um, so, <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what was really a really good ad- update to this was that a Clear Fork Valley local school superintendent, Janice Wyckoff, I believe is her name, uh, eventually told the Mansfield News Journal that um, Chad had gotten banned and said that... Um, He's banned from prom. He was banned from prom and that uh, Chad was talked to and that the speech displayed on his poster was inappropriate. And her, a trash. And, and her <laughs> quote was that, I want to make it clear that our school district is disappointed in this situation. Um, our student body should not be defined by a single single act of a student. Oh, it is, though, see. <laughs> <laughs> the single act of a student um, who chose to do something really inappropriate. Um... So, the best news here is that, you know what, Chad didn't get to get off that promposal, he didn't get to go to prom, he got banned, he didn't get to go anywhere, and he got to suffer some consequences for his actions. He's so angry, he's so hot angry at a time where everybody is asking you to be silent, it is very important to be vocal and speak up, because I don't think that they would have done this if a lot of people hadn't spoken out, and I personally know that, like... We give asshole the week, asshole the week every week when we do our pod, and people are always wondering why does asshole the week sometimes seem so racial? Is there gonna be a black person who gets awarded for asshole the week? I can't help it if all the white people are doing all the fuck shit. So, <laughs> you know, they're gonna keep getting that shit as long as they keep doing it. And as soon as a black person pops up who's doing some fuck shit, you hear from me too. But the white people are at the forefront of fuck shit right now, so we're gonna keep reporting on that. And you can count on us. For that. Yeah. So, Chad, congratulations on getting your just due, and fuck you. Yes. Suck a bag of dicks, So, I'm just guessing the um, uh, the asshole of the week this week is another white person. It is definitely another white person. Damn it, white people. <laughs> um, and also, I, I didn't think you would let us down. I you guys know me so well. Um, but white people keep letting us down. I, I can't help it. I can't help it. As soon so as listen, funny. as long as y'all are out there doing some fuck shit, I'll be here waiting for you at the door to talk about it, okay? <laughs> the thing that is most disturbing about Asshole of the Week is that he is homegrown, and I do mean Denton County homegrown. Oh, Ooh, yes. I have a feeling. Yes. Um, so this week's Asshole of the Week goes to Assistant Principal Howard Palmer of Denton High School. Oh. <laughs> so just FYI, Denton, Texas is North Texas, about 40 miles north of Fort Worth, Texas, almost to the Oklahoma border. Okay. Right. Go, Michi. So uh, the Assistant Principal uh, lost his job this week after he used a racial slur in a conversation with a parent that he didn't know was being recorded. Um, And for those who don't know, Texas is one of those states that allows the other party to be recorded without their consent. Um, The scenario that took place was that um, assistant principal used the N-word when he told two black students to turn that N music off. And let's be clear, he didn't say use that quote-unquote N music. No, he said the whole word. He said the word. Yes, he did. What? Um, And there's a video posted to Facebook uh, where the parent recorded the conversation, uh, where Palmer obviously didn't know he was being recorded. Um, and the parent asks him, and she says, I just want to know, Mr. Palmer, what did you say? Did you say it? 
And then he doubled down and he said, I'll tell you my exact words. I don't want to hear the word in in my office. And um, then she responded and she said, you didn't have to say it. You didn't have to tell the kids to basically turn the music off by saying, I don't want to hear that end music, turn that end music off. And aside from Palmer saying the N word, the reason why he's getting asshole of the day in addition to that is that every single day as parents, we recognize that, that when we send our kids off to school, that they spend more time at school than they probably spend at home. Mm -hmm. And that whether we like it or not, the assistant principals, the principals, the teachers, those are all called, they're all Mm co-parents. They're helping us raise our children. They're instilling values. They're teaching them things that we're not there to facilitate. And when I send my child to you, I need to know that they're in the best hands. If you've chosen this profession, you need to conduct yourself. You're raising the next generation. You cannot instill hate in students. You cannot say terrible things to them. And this is very irresponsible for a person who has been teaching. And I can only imagine how many students you have corrupted with your vile, hateful speech. And that this also, come on, it's 2019. How do you not know that using the N-word at a couple of black students is inappropriate, especially in Denton County, where we do have a good number of black people here? He's been in that school or in the school system. Yeah. For many years. For many years. And I have seen numerous posts after this news broke mm-hmm. from people that we know that have shared their experience with this man oh, yeah. as a school official, as a teacher, or whatnot. And nobody had anything good to say. They were not surprised by this story at all. So his and then, firing is a long time coming. It is a long time coming. And I will, this is not just an anomaly. There are plenty of educators who are out here who are hateful at their core, who are out here teaching your children when they don't even like them or they have their own biased beliefs underneath. When I was going to public school, I had a teacher, a pre- actually it wasn't a teacher, it was a principal, um, who came into a class when we had a substitute teacher and we were having a conversation, we were talking, naturally as kids do when there's a substitute teacher, and then came in and said, all of that ghetto black shit is not allowed here at the school. So I raised hell about it. I went to the superintendent. I went to wherever I could go to. I've always been political in nature. That it went under investigation. <clears throat> These are people that you entrust your children to. That they carry on the values that you have that are good. That are good nature. That instill the values of respecting one another. And educating them to be good citizens in society. And this is just not a good reflection of that. And shame on you for taking on a profession where you're handling the most precious of our population and corrupting them with your hateful speech and showing your hate. You are the asshole of the week. You're so well-deserving. I'm glad you lost your job. I hope you don't get any retirement, unemployment, any pension. Um, and I hope that you go out there and you're serving me my next burger and fries when I show up to a McDonald's. And that shit better be piping hot. So, Assistant Principal Palmer, you an asshole. (laughs) All right, now for Ray's Bay of the Day. Ray's Bay of the Day. The Bay of the Day. Bye, Ray. Always, we like to end on a good note, oh a happy God. note. I love it. So, sometimes, it. A, sometimes a, a, a not necessarily a sad note, but just an emotional mm-hmm. note. A feel, feel good, good a note. feel good moment. Thank yes. you, girls. All right, so this one is definitely a feel good. What you All got right. for us? A little us, bit Ray? of a story. Um, 
This is our first bay that is non-human. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. It's an alien. Yay. <laughs> Shit. All right. Is so. it Superman? Walk with me, y'all. Superwoman. I got a little bit of a story. I'm going to tell you that our bay is named Edgar. That's all I'm going to say for right now. Okay. All right. All right. Is he an the AI? <laughs> the suspense. All right. Okay, go, girl. Melissa Lambert wasn't crazy about adopting a dog. She kind of felt like her life was busy enough with her husband and three kids. And then they met Edgar. <laughs> Edgar is a treeing walker coonhound. Never seen one of these. Kind of looks a little bit like a basset hound. At the, and they found him at the local animal shelter, and they couldn't resist. But they had no idea that the decision to adopt Edgar would change their lives ever. Forever. Forever. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. But on a more serious note, Edgar is being hailed a hero for scaring off a man who police say was looking for a child to abduct when he broke into the Lambert's home in the middle of the night on April 28th. Did Edgar bite their face off? Uh, police arrested a suspect the next day who reportedly told investigators that, yep, he had been trolling the neighborhood for weeks prior looking for young, unsupervised children. Police charged the suspect, Thomas DeWald, 20, in connection with the abduction of a four-year-old girl named Gemma from her bed in the same area only three days earlier. He had locked the girl in a wooden box, but luckily she escaped the next morning when Thomas went to work. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. So since Ew. the girl had gotten away, DeWalt was back on the prowl, but Edgar wasn't about to let anything happen to the three girls in his newfound home. The Lambert family had arrived home very late after attending an out of town funeral. And so the parents, like most of us do, they carried their three sleepy girls up to bed and they quickly fell asleep themselves with Edgar in their room, which is where he normally slept. And about two hours later, Edgar, normally a pretty laid-back dog, just started losing his mind, Mr. Lambert said. He said it was just pure rage, and Edgar wouldn't stop even when Lambert tried to calm him down. So that's when Mr. Lambert heard footsteps scurrying across his kitchen floor downstairs. Oh, my God. Earth, yeah. Yes. Lambert bolted downstairs to see a window in his kitchen door open. They were both locked when Lambert went to bed. They had made sure of it because they knew about that abduction of Gemma from their small town just a couple of nights prior. Wow. Yes. Oh my God, I'm getting a dog this weekend. I know. <laughs> so when Mr. Lambert saw the door open, just like the door was left open at Gemma's house when she had been abducted, his heart sank. He grabbed two kitchen knives. He ran back upstairs to check his girls' bedrooms. But luckily, they were safely tucked in their beds. So he grabbed the girls, rushed them into his bedroom with his wife, handed his wife a knife, and he went back downstairs. Mr. Lambert, when he was downstairs, he cleared each room alone with his knife, and then he called 911. When the police arrived, they helped him clear the house a second time just to make sure there were no intruders that were hiding inside the home. And when he explained to the police how Edgar had gone nuts, barking and growling, the police just had this hard time believing him because... Edgar was just there on the floor, sleeping, <laughs> while the cops were clearing the house, guns drawn. Well, he was tired. Exactly. <laughs> worked. It's exhausting. Well, it's funny y'all say that, because Mr. Lambert said the cops were like, so this is a dog, and you going nuts. But Mr. Lambert really feels that Edgar fell back asleep because he knew he had done his job. His work was done. The intruder was gone. 
That's why I was re- relaxed. Yes. Oh, man. And Mr. Lambert said he had heard Edgar bark aggressively like that one time before, a few nights prior, and it was the night that Gemma was abducted. Wow. Police now believe that the suspect was creeping around their property oh before God. he decided to go to Gemma's house. And that's what made Mr. Lambert's blood run cold. The fact that this suspect might have been at his property, saw that they had an 80-pound dog in the yard, and still had the fucking balls to come back three nights later to take his chances. Fuck him. Yes. So he's a little bit of an asshole. He's a little bit of an asshole. He can, he can share the asshole of the week. Yeah. So police told the Lamberts that the suspect said he paused initially inside the Lamberts' home after he heard the dog barking. He weighed whether he should just wait for the dog to quiet down or flee. Police told the Lamberts that the suspect decided to scram after hearing the anger in Edgar's barking. He told the police, I know how dogs bark and the difference between hey and I'm going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And quickly realized that this was not the friendly kind. I know we talked about this earlier With today. With Katie? Yes. I'm Michelle's you. dog barks like she's about to kill somebody. I know, but I know that that's not her I'm going to kill somebody bark. Yeah, when right. she barks at I know what her I'm going to kill somebody bark. Yeah, when I walk in the door, she's like, hey, 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 I'm happy to see you. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. <laughs> when strange men walk down the, the uh, yeah. sidewalk. Mm, I'm getting bark. a dog. This different tone. Different, <laughs> bark. different bark. So Edgar's behavior that night was in stark contrast to how he his family typically sees him, which is this this loving and a little bit lazy. <laughs> hey, he shows up when it matters. Exactly. But the family joked about how the dog was some mouse and barely blinked an eye, and he wouldn't get up and chase it. He just didn't seem like a guard dog. But Edgar knew when it was time to flex his muscle. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of wrap this up, this is my favorite quote. This is from Mr. Lambert. He said, without Edgar, who knows where our daughters would be right now? Our family was 100% rescued by the dog that we... Such a good boy. Such a good boy, Edgar. Edgar, you are the best. You're boy. the goodest boy. Never. You're the bestest boy. Best. Okay, I want to hug and kiss a little bit. I know. Good job, Edgar. Right, so I have a quick bay, not because he did. A bonus bay? It's a yeah, bonus it's bay. a bonus bay, not because he did anything heroic or he's just really hot and his name is Tom Ellis. And he plays Lucifer that they just took over on Netflix. And I just finished binge watching Man, it. are we hailing Satan on this yes, podcast? we are. Because let me tell you, if you saw Satan's ass, y'all would be hailing him too. I'm sorry. Captain America has America's ass. Oh That's right. Yeah, but Lucifer it's has... America's ass. Lucifer has the universe's ass. <laughs> so... Great show, you gotta watch it because hey, Christian, this dude is what are you hot. doing tonight? This guy, oh my god, Tom Ellis is hot as fuck, and I cannot I get over that. it. He is hot, yeah. I'm tell you, I just will right. be thinking about him. <laughs> all right, all week long. Oh my all god. Right. All right. Hey, cheers, yes. Hello, everybody. Stay tipsy, my drunk delegate. I'm tired and I got I'm pee. so drunk and I have to pee. Thanks for listening to Drunk Bitches in Politics. 
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DBAPpod. If you have questions or suggestions, email us at drunkbpolitics at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's the best way to show your support and spread the word.